<laughs> Bam, we're live. We did it. Holy cow. <laughs> I was a wreck this morning. I don't know you why. Are. <laughs> I don't know why. How are you this morning? Great. I had a police officer at my house at 4 a.m. Oh, oh, your story tops mine. Mine's yeah. just mine's just I think I took too many vitamins. What ha- what happened? What happened? We have uh I live on the water and uh You live where? On the water, like in the on, um, like so, I'm on Long Island, and my house is physically on a canal. So, <laughs> you heard that too, Caleb? It's good shit, huh? My accent. Oh, you guys we live in a different. We live in different countries. <laughs> we live in different countries. Don't get this twisted, people. Okay, go on. So you're by um, the H2O. We'll call it H2O. H2O, yeah. Um, and our neighbor had a dog who has been a nuisance for quite a few mornings, and I have a toddler at home, and sleep is limited as it is. And this person chooses to leave their dog out from 4am to 7am, just continuous barking. Oh no. Today was the last straw because my husband's away and this podcast that I was excited slash nervous for. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Sleep was like, okay, already minimal. And the last thing I wanted was a dog waking me up. So I had my last straw today. (laughs) And, and, And did they, and did they knock on the door and be like, Hey, can you ask your dog to be quiet? Yeah, well, the, the police officer was like, I'm not sure what you want me to do. And I was like, truthfully, I've written them a letter. I wrote them a letter, like, anonymously. And I was like, as a neighbor to neighbor, like, please help me out. Um, please just stop your dog barking. And then I just called the local precinct. And the woman came out. And she's like, I don't think it's on your block. And I was like, no, ma'am. I was like, come in my backyard. I was like, I know exactly what house it is. And the whole thing. So she just knocked on the door. They didn't answer. So she left me like a note in my mailbox telling me that she left him a note saying like, you know, just out of respect, if you can be more cautious of it and whatnot. So I'll do it again myself. Like I said to my husband, I was like, I'll go over there this weekend, knock on the door and be like, please just help. Hey, I think they're gone to work and they left their dog outside. I think he's a chef. This is the story I've built in my head. I think he's a chef in Manhattan. Yes, yes. And then he comes home and it's around like three o'clock, four o'clock after the kitchen's closed and cleaned up. He yeah. goes in the shower and leaves the dog outside when he's in the shower getting ready for bed. Because it's the same- I'm, I'm not a big fan of medicinal marijuana use. Like, I think it's just an excuse to do drugs. But that dog <laughs> could use some edibles. <laughs> just give it to him. Just fucking give it. Um, you know, someone, uh, I, I, I went on a trip one time to actually to New York city driving across the country and I left my three great, great Danes with, uh, a friend of mine and they were barking so crazy that a neighbor, uh, told him, Hey, if you, if, if I hear those dogs bark again, I'll kill them. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the point I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Um, Tough morning. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. What did you do? Throw up from vitamins? I, I just didn't. I just my stomach was tossing and turning a little bit this morning. So I, what? I just had another cup of coffee. <laughs> that helped. Just, just, just <laughs> so stupid. Um, what? Uh, how how can someone put their dog outside in New York right now? Isn't like I just saw a piece. I just did a piece on a, a guy in Buffalo who was saving people who were trapped in their cars because it's so cold. Isn't it so cold there? The dog would die, or now it's warm. So that, that was what the police officer suggested to me. The police officer said that the next time it's cold to call like animal protective services. Cause you know, I have all this extra time in my hand to do all these things. Right. Um, so how many kids, how many kids? Just one. Just oh. one. Thank God. Right now. One. How many husbands? One. One husband. And, 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 and one gym. And one gym. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah Babylon CrossFit. Yeah. 
that's the fam. There he is. Um, where where's your husband? Uh, so my husband works in sales uh, for a company called Celsius, and uh-huh. he is currently, I think he's in Connecticut today. What Huge hit out here, Celsius. What, what do yeah. they sell? Energy. Crazy energy drinks. Oh, oh. It's it's like Bang, I guess, but it's like the only thing we can get out here. So we just does it say creatine along the top of the uh, of the. Oh, that's that's the only reason why I ever drink a bang. I'm a sucker for that word creatine. If I just see it, I think I'm going to get buff and fit. Where are you located? That that's the only thing that you say. <laughs> I'm in. I'm deployed. Oh, so okay. that's we just have a bunch of <laughs> like that's what we get. We get rippets and Celsius. Hey, is that drink carbonated, uh, Trish? They have carbonated and uncarbonated. Uh, and is it the same company that owns O2? It's not. No. Oh, okay. Because I can't. In my affiliate, the only two beverages I carry are Celsius and O2. Yeah, I can't do O2 at all. I, I, it, um, because there's no carbonation. I'm avoiding carbonation. You know, in the last six months, like some, like someone got into my head that it like gives you osteoporosis or some shit. But, but um, I can't do a. I, I just couldn't do it because it wasn't. It, it, uh, I, I've been. I I will drink Fit Aid that I don't even like the taste of. It tastes like cough syrup just because I love their carbonation. Yeah, I, I love Fit Aid too, but O2 but Celsius is carbonated. Celsius carbonated and carbonated, yeah. Yeah, this morning I should have had one of those behind a glass break in case of emergency. And that's like two cups of coffee. It one. is. Yeah, so it's like extra caffeine for you. I'm a. Uh, uh, I've really tried to reduce. Do you drink caffeine? When's the last time you drink caffeine in the day? Me? Like, yeah, like do you have a time like four o'clock? Shit, I better drink one at three fifty eight. Oh no, I, don't no, no, like, I can't have anything like after one o'clock. I see my coaches drinking like a Celsius at four p.m. and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how are you going to go to bed at night? Because for me, if I do it after twelve or one, I'm like super sensitive to it. I had one cup of coffee today, and I won't when I'm after this call. I won't have anything else because I won't be able to go to bed at night. Uh, how was it always like that for you? Or as you get older, that happens. Or as you had a kid. I think maybe. as I got older and as I had a kid, because I never was uh, pre-baby. The only caffeine I ever had was a pre-workout. Like I would have my pre-workout before workout. And I really, I, that's actually sort of a lie because I worked for a coffee company. I really didn't have caffeine until I worked for a coffee company before my pregnancy. <laughs> so, but after baby, I never felt the need for it or anything that until I became a parent. And it just. Yeah. What a great. Ex- yeah. Um, I th- I think I, I've never read anything about this, any literature on it or anything. I don't know. I'd be curious to get your opinion on it. But I think when a woman gets pregnant, her body kind of goes into an auto detox mode. Yeah, I mean, and then I, when so- they come to the other side, they're more sensitive about everything. Like, yeah, I think it, it's a case by case situation. But the one, I mean, I deal with a lot of pregnant moms, and and one of the things that's hardest for them is like the first conversation we have is the cup of coffee. Like, yeah, you have coffee when you were pregnant, and I was like, well, I didn't crave it because I wasn't really drinking it before. I was like, so I understand. I think it's definitely different for everybody. I think the more you can withdraw it going back after post baby and your postpartum journey, like try to push it off. But it's so hard to say when, if you're doing all the things, if you're breastfeeding and you're doing all the wake ups and things like that, you, you, you just take whatever someone will give you with caffeine in it. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that if you have to, my, my, my opinion, if, if I were a baby, I wouldn't want my mama to drink alcohol or caffeine. Cause I think that stuff goes right to the boobies and, and then the oh, kid when you're breastfeeding. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I've actually you- seen a, a drunk woman breastfeeding and then her tell me, Oh, this is fucked. And I go, why? And she goes, look, I, I can see something, something, my baby's different. Yeah. Well, there's a reason when be- <laughs> like babies are born from 
you know, addicts, they have to stay in the NICU for a certain amount of time and things like that too. Right. It's like, it's a known thing that it's in our blood and in our, in our breast milk. Uh, and they encourage us to breastfeed because of how much they get from our breast milk. So I agree with you. I think there's a certain rationale to drinking anything when, or eating, not even just drinking and eating. There's certain things that you can eat in your breast milk that will set off your baby as well. Like my sister couldn't have garlic because oh. the baby, you know, indigestion or whatever it was. So she had to eliminate garlic from her diet. So it's not just what we drink, but our food too. Um, my wife, uh, onions all of a sudden bugged her and she was a full blown vegetarian. She was disgusted by meat. And as soon as she got pregnant, I swear we went to a hamburger place. She didn't even say anything to me. She ordered a hamburger and just devoured the whole thing. And it just became, and she never has gone back. I mean, she's reduced her meat since she, after, you know, having three kids and babies, but she became like a mad carnivore when she was pregnant. It was so weird because years I saw her as a vegetarian. Yeah. Craving it. Yeah. So crazy. Craving it. Still can't stand bacon, which is weird. I know. I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to stop bacon too. I'm I'm trying to avoid processed meats. So hard though, bacon. Bacon's like the hardest to like even just trying to even with turkey bacon, trying to replace it with that. It's just never the same. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I well, I, if I never had turkey bacon again, I'd be okay. Please don't tell me they did that to you overseas. Yeah. Oh god. Turkey oh, bacon, god. turkey sausage. Oh god. I just I literally want to vomit every morning. It's disgusting. I try yeah. I try to make bacon the treat for just when I go out. Uh, I love bacon. Yeah, it is good. It is good. Oh, you're okay. still you're still how old are you? 34. Oh, you're still young. I, I found CrossFit at 34. 34. What? I just turned 34. Happy birthday. Thank you. And CrossFit Babylon just moved to its new location on May 2nd, yes, 2022. Sir. Congratulations. Thank you. Big, I, big I, I, say that again? Big things. I, I watched your interview, um, uh, not with Jason Ackerman, but with his sidekick and then the other guy, the, the guy who looks Marcus. European. Yeah, Marcus and Fern. <laughs> and I, I I was so they said something to you or you said something about it being a pain to move. And I was so glad to hear that because every time someone says they move their gym or they have to move their gym, like my the executive producer of the show, Matt Souza, is like contemplating maybe moving his gym a few blocks. And that shit gives me anxiety. And when you said that was hard, I was like, oh, I'm so glad to hear someone say that the thought of moving, moving a gym or a house makes me want to vomit. Disgusting. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> I I say, it, you know, and it, I was I only moved. 800,000 meters down the road. Imagine, like I, I imagine that if it was further, like how much more of a process it could have been. We were like lucky that it was so close because we were able to use like multiple trucks and go back and forth. But it was, I, 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 I'm terrified for seven years. Like what happens in seven years if I can't buy my building or, you know, what, where do we go next? Or can I not renew my lease? You know, you hear all the nightmare stories of people with the affiliate owners trying to renew and their landlord just tell them the night before, like it's no longer possible kind of thing. So I have that thought process in my head already about in seven years, like what's going to happen. What, um, what city in New York are you? Babylon. Oh, that's the name of the city. Okay. Oh, Hey, was it hard getting that name? I I know CrossFit sometimes doesn't want to give city names if the cities are too big. I, I didn't actually acquire the affiliate name. So there were two previous affiliate owners before me. So when I purchased the affiliate from the second owner, he had already had it named. So I didn't have any issues with it. Um, I truthfully, I don't know, like the, I don't know, like the population of Babylon and 
in those numbers. But I mean, we're big, but we're not huge that I would foresee it being an issue. Cause it's just like, it's a city within a County, right? I, if we would have named it like Suffolk CrossFit, they might've given me a hard time, but because it's smaller, maybe that's why they didn't have an issue with it. Um, where, where is it in New York? Like I know New York city. So there's New York, well, there's New York city, right? We're probably like an hour, just an hour train ride outside of Manhattan on an express train. So we're one of the main portals for the Long Island railroad. Um, we're actually hosting an L2 this weekend with CrossFit. Wow. Congrats. That's um, and the awesome. reason they like gave us the approval is because people can come straight out from the city and come right on the train from the Long Island railroad car ride, depending on the day, depending on the hour, could be anywhere from an hour to three hours. <laughs> right, right, right. You could be uh, three miles outside the city and you're two hours away. Yeah. Um, is that the, can you pull out a little bit more, Caleb? Is that the Atlantic ocean or is that a bay? That's the bay. So like, actually like where Caleb just was, like if you zoom in even more, like on that borderline is you could literally zoom into my house and see what canal I'm on. But like, so is that, can you go to a beach there? Is that, is that coastline right there? Can you go to a beach and get in your bathing suit and throw a Frisbee? Yeah. If you go on the, the Babylon CrossFit, we did a beach wad and we had probably like 80 to 120 people come this summer and it was wild. I, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. We showed up at like, and that was like, that was the cool part. Like for me with the reflection of my growth from the previous year on the beach wad to this year's. Cause it was like that picture tripled in size and it was like a last minute effort. Like, Hey guys, we're going to do the beach wad this weekend. If you're free, bring your kids and family down. And everyone showed up and they came at like 7 a.m. We worked out for literally maybe 10 minutes, had food, beers, hung out. And then everyone went off and did their own thing for the day. They stayed at the beach. Some people went and did parties, whatever it was. When you buy, so you're the third, what are they called? LOA, license of affiliate or something like LOR, license of register or something. Yeah, that picture makes me so proud. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great beach. Yeah. It, we're lucky. We're very, and then the the whole community, all summer, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, they're all on that beach playing volleyball together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, sport of fitness. Yeah, a hard a, a hard sport, underrated sport, uh, beach volleyball. That'll that'll work you. Yeah, and it's a lot. You know, it's some of it. There's very competitive players, and and they all even the five amers. They'll go five am class beach volleyball from five to nine pm, and they're at that five am class the next day. They live hard. How- how old's your kid? He's two. So you could bring him to that event, kind of, if you have someone with eyeballs on him. Yeah, I did bring him, actually. And I don't think my husband came. I kind of, and I didn't have eyeballs on him. The community did. <laughs> so your husband just travels like crazy for your job, for his job. Yeah, recently. They got acquired by Pepsi in August. Uh-huh. Um, so they Is that a been, good thing? Is this, it it's sounds a great like, thing. It's yeah. a great thing. The travel's been wild, um, but we're managing it. You know, I, I built the affiliate that I can bring Jaden with me. So uh-huh. like last night I did an onboarding session in the gym and I had him in the kids room. I have a baby monitor. I just keep the baby monitor on. I have a few members check on him every once in a while and I'm good to go. <laughs> I built the gym so I could bring my kid with me. I freaking love that. What does that mean? What does that look like? So when we move, well, my old affiliate, when I first took over, there was an office and right away before I, I was even pregnant, um, I, just seeing parents like struggle coming in and out. That was my main priority was to convert that to a kid's room. So I have a painter who's a member. Um, he helped me redo the room. We ripped it apart. Then we asked members to just donate whatever toys they were getting rid of. I bought like one of the alphabet maps and a cheap couch from Amazon. And then my father-in-law or my father-in-law built a mirror in the window of the office. So we could see the kids in and out. That was at the old location. So 
I probably invested like a minimal, like, I don't know, $3,000, $5,000 with the help of family and friends. But that was a main priority for me. And then we put just a baby gate. So there's a door, the gate stays open. We can see them through the mirror. The kids can see us in and out of the gate. If mom and dad want to stay in that back room, they were able to stay in that back room and work out. Or I can just go check on them every once in a while to make sure the kids didn't need anything. So then when we moved locations, there was, I'm subleasing my building now. And a part of like the negotiations was like the guy didn't want to give me the office because he was renting it to a chiropractor. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, that's a main part of my business. I need something for the children. Like in my whole head, that whole office was going to be the kid's room. Um, we also had like a loft area on top of the facility, but it just didn't seem safe. And I wouldn't want my kid up there. So right real life situation. So then we negotiated. He wouldn't rent me the space without the office. So I told him, I was like, that's kind of like a break, you know, deal or no deal for me. Um, and it was a fight, but we got it. He, he decided to move the chiropractor into his business. And now we have that specific office that we built a wall in between that's split for me and my coaches, like just a little private space for us for meetings and things like that. And then on the other side of it is the kids room. There's a TV in there with Disney plus, uh, so the kids can put on whatever they want. Cool. Keep like minimal toys in there. Just try to keep them a comfortable space. And like I said, I have the, the baby monitor was the great idea because now we could just watch them. And bring the baby monitor on the floor and you can either give it to the coach or you can watch them yourself, whatever works. Uh, the gym that uh, my wife used to go to here in town, a great gym, uh, CrossFit Aptos, it had a baby area and people used it like crazy. People loved it. I mean, it was the difference between people going and not going. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's, awesome. the, you know, that's the same conversation I have with all the moms. Like, like, how do you look as good as you do? Like, I didn't give myself any excuse not to get here. That's the thing. Like, it's not easy to do it for anybody. It's just you got to figure out the right way to do it or the right supportive people to do it. And that was the, my my, th- my main thing with the gym it was like I I have to give myself a space that I can return back to where I want to be personally. Right. If I can't do it. The gym owner. Then how can I expect a member to be able to do it? Or Brandon Waddell. I can remember going for a run at my CrossFit gym, coming back when my gym was at my home, a member was standing there rocking my daughter back to sleep with a bottle because she woke up. That's the CrossFit community. Hell yeah, Brandon. Yeah, that's a great story. Um, and, and, and if you don't, there's really only two ways. You don't want people to start hating the kids. And that can happen if you don't have the kids. They'll start hating the parents that let their kids run around or interfere with the workout or shit like that. So if you have a place for them, then it's, then it's, uh, it's, it's a positive. Yeah. It's hard. And it's, you know, you want to be sensitive to how you handle it. Even, you know, with the kids room, we still have our struggles with a kid that gets out or a kid that's screaming, whatever it is. Like there's certain things you can't navigate, but right. just giving them that option, like it makes it so much easier. I think, you know, I, I, I just remember coaching and always having kids on the floor. And instead of watching the room, I was worried about the kid in the corner and I was taking away from the member experience and things like that. So like everything that I struggled as a coach, I try to remember as an affiliate owner. And I always try to incorporate that into my business. When when you um, when you purchased this gym, uh, Babylon CrossFit, w- w- what happened to the name of your other gym? Do you, it's like kind of like a so it was CrossFit two thirty one. Okay. Originally, my affiliate was originally CrossFit two thirty one. Um, it was owned by a woman, Chris Hardigan, who's still a part of my affiliate. Um, she had gone through, I think about five years of ownership, um, and then chose to take a different path in life and do something else. So she sold the affiliate to another affiliate owner who still has an existing affiliate. Um, 
it was the owner of Bayport CrossFit. So Mike, who owns Bayport CrossFit, took over 231 CrossFit. Um, he did a ton of construction and things like that. Bayport and Babylon are probably about 30 to 40 minutes away. Uh, when he took over at that point, I wasn't really, I was in and out of the affiliate. I was still helping Chris coach a little bit, but at that point I was trying to make money for my wedding. So I was coaching at another affiliate that was paying coaches. Um, and that's kind of like where I really like built my path a little bit, I think more as a coach, uh, at Islip CrossFit. Uh, and then when I was at Islip, I just kept checking in with Mike. Mike wanted me to kind of work for him full time. But at that point, no one believed that there was money. At least I didn't believe there was money in CrossFit. And I didn't want to work for someone. I didn't want to do someone else's business because that's essentially what I was doing at Islip already. I wasn't there. I wasn't an owner, but I was doing all the onboarding. I was dealing with all the new members. I was doing all of their selling. I was closing all of the deals and I didn't want to do that again for someone else. Mm. So I just mentioned it to Mike. I was like, listen, I wasn't in the place to buy the affiliate from Chris because my husband and I were getting married. I said, our wedding's over. Uh, if there's any chance you would ever sell, like I'm very interested in, in having a conversation about it. And I'd love the opportunity to buy the affiliate. At that point, he was like, I'm not doing that. I just put in a lot of money, blah, 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 whatever it was. And then conversations back and forth. And I'll, st- I'll never forget the text message. I was on an Amtrak headed to Washington, D.C. for my old company. And he texted me and he's like, fine. He's like, I'll do the deal. And I, wow. remember, calling, I remember calling my husband and being like, holy shit, like, can I really do this? <laughs> and the name of that gym and the name of that gym at that time was Islet CrossFit. It switched from 231 to Islet? No, so it's CrossFit 231 switched from Babylon CrossFit. I was actively coaching at Islet CrossFit as their Okay, okay, okay. That's why it's like kind of a confusing story. Um, and, so, and so when you... Let me see if I understood it correctly. So when you were there, it was CrossFit 231 and you had no issue. Uh, you changed CrossFit 231 into Babylon CrossFit. Mike did that, the in-between owner. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Wow. And wow, that's smart. I wonder, and, and how long did it take before you made the first offer to where he sold it to you? It was probably like three weeks. And he had to, that was his second gym. So he still has a gym. He still has a gym. Yeah. And um, do you know the, the, the original owner that opened Babylon CrossFit? What year was that? Uh, 2014. Wow. Okay. So that gym has been around for a while. Yeah. So the, I think this year's our ninth year, ninth year as an affiliate or eighth year. I can't do math. And uh, yeah, eighth or ninth year and ninth year. Ninth. And when, um, so, so you buy this gym and, uh, the, but but then that guy sells it. Sorry, so that guy sells it in 2014. What year does he sell it, and why does he sell it? Yeah, so Chris sold. Chris is a woman. She's again. She's okay. one of my members still. So she sold it to Mike, who's the owner of Bayport CrossFit. Ah, oh, now I'm getting it. Because okay. Chris wanted to go through a different angle in life. She was sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Again, it's confusing. Like there's a lot of overlap. I was a part of like ten affiliates. It's only going to get more confusing as our conversation gets deeper. But. Like she was, she decided to do a different path. She sold it to Mike and then I purchased it from Mike, who's the current owner of Bayport CrossFit. And that Um, was in October of 2019. That was, well, it was actually September, 2019 legally. I was in Berlin the day we closed on the business legally. (laughs) So that's just prior. And were you pregnant at that time? No, I got pregnant in November. Okay. So you're, that's the part of the story that's so intense. You. You bought a gym, you got pregnant, and then uh, it was people started asking gyms to close down. Yep. 
What a ride. What a ride. Did you when 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 the all the COVID restrictions started coming up, did you think, oh shit, I'm gonna lose my gym? I didn't think it was gonna be as long as it was. I don't think any of us did. Um I could right, two weeks, two weeks, flatten the curve. Two weeks. Two yeah, weeks. two yeah, that's what it, it it was. It was like and the drama that like came with it from all angles, like gym started yeah. closing earlier. You were still trying to operate. Look, I'm like, cry. Um, if Ackerman's on here watching this, he's going to make fun of me immediately for just for crying in the first 20 minutes. No, um, it's intense, man. It's your baby. Yeah. So when we first closed down in the, that first two weeks, like the, the build up to that alone, because people, you remember, like people started closing the affiliates a little bit earlier before the government told them because one person got COVID and whatever the spike was. So it was a very intense buildup. And then like, we didn't know how long it was going to be. It was like two weeks. Then it was a month. And it was like, it was very hard to plan for what was happening. And I think when we got to like the, it was probably the month that, that April month marking that like one month in, I had lost my job too. So I had, why, why did you lose your job? So I had a full-time sales job for a coffee company. And this is the funny part that this guy founded his company based on his pregnant wife. Uh huh. And I worked for him and they laid their whole sales force off. So anybody wow. who was like street sales or a district manager or a territory manager was laid off at one time. We all got on a call with HR on like a Monday morning and they let us all go at the same time. Um, so that was our health insurance too. So during oh my goodness. my gym shutting down, my husband and I lost our health insurance. At this point, my husband didn't work for Celsius. He owned his own business that we had to claim essentially bankruptcy on because of COVID. Um, and so that way I could do the gym and he could get a full-time job with health insurance. Wow. That's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, God, that's impressive that you came out so well. That is, that is crazy impressive. It's really wild. I get stressed if two bills come in the mail on the same day. I had a lot of support, a lot of conversations. And again, like I, when I look back on what we did, so I'll tell you like kind of what we did during the COVID shutdown. I think when we realized at that monthly part that like we didn't know how long this was going to be. We were just getting jerked around. No one knew the real timeline. We were like, we have to come up with a plan to survive at this point. Like, because if not, you know, we had no money in the bank. We just started. Um, there were minimal agreements. Like, you know, it's that typical when you buy an affiliate, you're really just buying the equipment unless you have an actual business plan. So there were no membership agreements. It barely gave me time to like get membership agreements into place, change rates, do anything, build any type of community. Um, so when it happened, I literally took out my I took out my rent, I took out my bills, and I was like, these are the bills I have to pay. Um, this is the money I need to make. This is the amount of people that I have available in Babylon right now, knowing that people were going to struggle. And I didn't think of this plan on my own. I had two friends that really kind of saved my day here. Um, and he was an affiliate owner previously. So like he knew the numbers to look at. So he was like, take those numbers, figure out what that number looks like. Assume that 25% of the people that you're accounting for aren't going to be able to pay it, that they lost their jobs. Mm. They're, they're not whatever they're going through COVID. They got to save money, whatever it is. Cause knowing that everyone at that point is struggling, right? Like, Yes, they all want to support you because they want their your doors to reopen, but I'm not the only one struggling. Everyone had their own Right. Everyone else is losing their jobs and having their businesses closed and exactly. yeah. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it was a very sensitive time for everybody. So we came up with this number which was $60 or $65 a month. And with that, they were able to rent a piece of equipment that could be a barbell, a kettlebell, a dumbbell. Um they could rent plates. Uh 
if they wanted to rent a bike or a skier or a rower, I was happy to do that. I just asked that they paid their full membership rate, which at that time was only 135. Um, so that way they're one the reason just because it's a more piece of expense, uh, more expensive piece of equipment. Right. Uh, so if they want to do that and if they had the money, like, right, I had members that were still making their salary and wanted to support me because they knew the struggle. Right. So they were and they don't want their gym to close. It's their gym. Their gym yeah. 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 Like everyone felt it. It wasn't just me. It, was, it wasn't just my gym at that point. It was everyone's gym. So we gave that number out and that's literally what we did. I went to the gym one day, we met everybody, my husband and I, and we rented out all of our equipment. I provided programming. I didn't do the zoom classes. I couldn't buy into it. It's so not me. And I think mm-hmm. that's where I live and breathe the CrossFit life that right. it's just not real group classes. I just, yeah. I can't get into it. I struggle with it. So I never did the zoom. We tried like one and we were like, no. And then we just waited and waited and waited. And and my old location thankfully had a backyard space. So as soon as they started making like rufflings that they were going to allow outdoor fitness, my husband and Steve and I, we went to the gym and I was seven, eight months pregnant and I have the pictures and everything. We literally cleaned out the whole backyard. We like ripped all the trees down. We got, there was just a bunch of shit in the back. We cleaned it all out. Then I told the landlord, I was like, we have two options. I'm either closing down or you're going to pay for the backyard to be repaved. Mm-hmm. And if you can't pay for it to be repaved, instead of paying rent, I'll pay for it to be repaved. And that will be my rent. And that also, you know, brings the value up in your building. I got him to agree to that. So we got the whole backyard repaved and we were able to run outdoor, outside exercise classes. So because of that. And that was going into summer. That was going into summer. So we're so talking, that's nice. Yeah. June, July, August. Um, and I was seven, eight, nine, you know, seven to nine months pregnant during this whole process. When we first reopened, because we were outside, I did limited classes. So I did like an eight, nine, four, and five, because I wanted to be respectful of the neighborhood. We mm. were in the village, right? So I'm not in your normal, or I wasn't in your normal industrial area. I was in the village, like mom and pop deli, mom and pop hair salon, houses behind my gym. So we were doing all these outdoor classes. Everything was great. Um, I had my baby. Mm. <laughs> and... As soon as I had my baby, that's when things started. You had your baby during COVID. Did you have your baby in a hospital? Yeah. August, 2020. My husband must've been wild too. Yeah. Well, I don't know any different. Right. So I don't have anything to compare it to based on other people's stories. Right. Um, all of them. Was your husband allowed in there? He was. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't think he, he wasn't allowed to stay overnight. Um, but like every mom and husband and wife that I speak to that are, have that hospital experience, they tell me that it was better off. Nobody was allowed to come visit me because I was able to rest and like do the whole thing. Yeah. Nice. So when we reopened outside again, like so when we were outside, then I started to deal with like local government issues as well. Um, we had a neighbor complain about noise um, because now all of the like regulations and stuff in New York, like if you remember... They had us in New York reopen indoors as long as we had all the doors and windows open in gyms, as long as we wore masks, as long as we had the six foot boxes, whatever. So I did that. I had two garage doors in the back. I had the front doors. Again, I'm on the main strip of the village. So if I'm not following procedures, people were calling the police on us or Suffolk County or legislature. How many times did the police come during COVID to your gym? Uh, Three to four. Yeah, crazy. Three to four. I never got. How was that experience? Were they cool? 
They were very cool. I, again, I was pregnant when things happened, so I had a lot of sympathy. <laughs> right, right. Nice. You got a big old um, belly. You're coming out, yeah, and they're I like, oh, great. hi, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one wanted to fuck with me. Um, so it, that that definitely helped. Um, but it was just like, again, you felt like you had one thing solved, and then the next thing came up, and you just kept dealing with it. I never got to the point that we checked for vaccines or anything like that. It wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, I'm praying and hoping it never comes back up. Yeah. 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 And and, you, and you're very close to the hive. What I call the hive is like, there's these epicenters of fear in the United States, you know, San Francisco, New York city, Portland, there's these places where it, it seems like all of the decisions are based on fear as opposed to uh, risk assessment. Right. Yeah. And, and, and what's, what's amazing is you have these, um, uh, I hesitate to call them newspapers anymore because they're so, they're so bad, but you have someone like the Washington post who's posting two years of fear. And now they've posted three articles that any exercise will mitigate your risk towards COVID. And it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> how are you, how are you, uh, how are two of those, how are you reporting on both of those? How, how did those first reports come out? It sucks too, because we all knew, right? We all knew because we had heard from CrossFit for the last, you know, 10 years, we'd seen the five buckets of death. We knew that uh, eating properly and exercise was your be best hedge against any sickness, wh whatever it was, even the healing of a broken bone or the common flu, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And that, there's no other word for it besides frustrating. It's like the same time when you get a, a freeze or a cancellation request because the doctor said that I have a herniated disc and they want me to stop moving. Like, Right, right. Like you think stop moving. And again, not, I'm I'm big on the pregnancy thing right now, but I had a mom recently that she went to a therapist and she's like, you should really stop doing step ups. And I was like, do you have stairs in your house? Right. And she's like, yeah. I said, do you have a toddler? And she's like, yeah. Okay. So how the hell do you, does your doctor want you to stop doing weighted step ups when you have to physically functionally do it every damn day? Like, think about that. I wonder what the, uh, I mean, I, I could see and, and everyone should take the path for themselves, but if you're stepping up to a 30 inch box and you want to take it down to a 16 inch box, uh, go for it. But, um, and, and if you were doing, uh, if you can, if you're not doing burpees anymore and you're just doing pushups. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's some smart things, or if you have some apprehension about going upside down or double unders or jumping rope, like I, I there's some things like I get, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane just to say, stop. Yeah, no. And again, there's there you're you're Insane. totally on point, right? Like, there's definitely reasons to modify and scale, and uh, this is something I'm very big right now on in my career. But it's like you you shouldn't tell someone to stop moving, uh, especially a pregnant woman or someone a mother who has to do this. You know, they they have no choice. <laughs> there's nobody there to pick up the child. Like, my my wife was setting all sorts of uh, strength PRs during her first pregnancy. During her second pregnancy with twins, things slowed down a lot. But I want to say that uh i want to say that all of a sudden 130 cleaning 135 became like nothing for her whereas before she couldn't even do it once like and it wasn't right away she went through morning sickness but i want to say like in the fourth and fifth month this lady got strong yeah in my in my pregnancy i was definitely lifting heavier um i didn't know as much as i do now about yeah. it but yeah um 
I felt stronger. I mean, I was eating more carbs than I ever had. Like you talk about your wife eating meat, right? It's no Yeah, yeah. I she ate the bun and everything. She would eat whole hamburgers. I'd never seen her do anything like that. Just like there was her job. Yeah. Like a cheese and be like, you got to go out and get another one. He's like, you're joking. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I need another one. <laughs> and she would pour a bottle, you know, in, in college when you're hungover, like you wake up in the morning, you just pour a bottle of water in her mouth. My wife used to drink water like a hummingbird. And then she now, when she was pregnant, she would just wake up in the morning and just be like a dude, like a hungover dude and just pour a bottle in. I'm like, what? Like, like one of those cars that's burning oil. It was crazy. It's so wild. Yeah, really. I, and same with breastfeeding. She, I mean, she couldn't drink enough water. Was, yeah. She was just a, a convert water to breast milk machine. Yeah. But you've got to drink like triple the amount. It's and you're not sleeping either. So you need even more hydration. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't sleep. She stayed awake for three years. I want to say it's <laughs> I'm lying, but I'm not. Um, you have a total of three. Yeah, three. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the one thing, this is like off subject. I, I didn't think we'd be going here. But the one thing that she did, um, I think she was the most cautious about, is there was some drug that your body, chemical your body produces while you're pregnant that makes you more flexible. Yeah. You have more of like a tendency. I don't know the name of it, but I like you have more of a tendency to roll your ankle. Um, your hips are moving, right? Everything's growing. There's a lot like that. That's something I'm that, that's like my neck. Like this year I'm branching into this. This is all I want to do. Like a lot of, of the pregnant, like work with pregnant women. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I there, love it. There's a lot of like, you just go to the doctor and they're like, Hey, do, do whatever. What is yeah. It? What a great name for a chemical relaxant. <laughs> so what? It seems fake. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, relaxing is a reproductive hormone produced by your ovaries and placenta. It loosens and relaxes your muscles, joints, and ligaments during pregnancy. That is uh, to help your body stretch. So that was one thing. I mean, she wasn't paranoid about it, but she was cognizant of it. Like not to push a range of motion, not be like, Hey, all of a sudden I have the perfect overhead squat to be like, okay, I need to like respect the fact that this basically you guys are on uh, what's it called? Uh, PEDs performance enhancing drugs and not to overdo it. Yeah, it's pretty much it. That when I I went when I was pregnant, I went to CrossFit New England. And Ben Bergeron said to me, he's like, oh, like always be able to have a conversation, and that is what I've taken home to my mom. So I made up this thing like always be conversing. So if I have a pregnant mom in the gym, she should always be able to have a conversation with me because that means she's controlling her heart rate. Um, she's able to if she can control her heart rate, she's controlling what the baby's experience, and that's like what I try to oh really push to my. Yeah, I think my wife switched to nose breathing for that. Yeah. During a pregnancy, just the rule is you can only breathe through your nose. That way you don't go to some crazy level of intensity where you're panting like a dog. Exactly. And then it also has to do with the pressure that we're putting down onto our pelvic floors and things like that. Like when we squat, we don't realize we're taught to brace, which is actually the worst thing for us to do. And it applies more pressure to us. And that's why women have more symptoms post-pregnancy of like peeing their pants when they double under and they squat and things like that. It's because of things we're doing during our pregnancy because no one's guiding us correctly. <laughs> uh, uh, Navy Vet 09, currently breastfeeding. I drink over a gallon of water a day and I'm still thirsty. Yeah, that's how my wife was. Yeah. It was just like she couldn't get enough water. Um, what is the pe- what is the pelvic floor? What is that? Pelvic floor holds everything together. Is it is it a group? Is it a group of um, is it bones and muscles and ligaments? Is it like a it's like an area like, hey, there's New York State. Hey, there's the pelvic floor. Essentially. Yeah. It literally holds everything together. And it's crazy that it's not down there on the bottom. So like, like, 
like I, I don't know, like that that space between your butthole and your vagina, it's like there, exactly. and then okay. and then when scoops I, up the anus and the vagina, and that is your pelvic floor. Exactly. When I was like, teaching my other my husband how to breathe down into his pelvic floor, he uh-huh. was like, literally, it's to breathe into like the skin between your butthole and your scrotum. Yeah, I just tried it. I went straight to my butthole. That's not yeah. good. But like, it's like you just have to like really think about, think about exhaling and creating this food, baby. Right. And then yeah. first, like, think about when you go to do a back squat or you think about pulling the bar down, yeah, squeezing all this tension. Now imagine you have a 10 pound baby in your belly. Yeah. No. Right? And you go and you teach somebody who was in seven months pregnant. Cause we see people seven months pregnant on social media, back squatting 150 pounds, but they're bracing. Now they're holding all this tension in their core yeah. in their abdomen, and they're putting all that pressure down onto their pelvic floor. So as opposed as, as and that's not what you want to do. It's not what you want to do because we already have enough pressure on the pelvic floor. If we work like through your breath, like through your breathing, like your wife was doing through her nose and things like that, it controls the breath work, and then we're not putting like an extensive amount of pressure onto our pelvic floor. And then what that helps us do is in that postpartum return to fitness, you have less symptoms. So the reason I, I there's multiple reasons that I became so passionate about it. Obviously, I got pregnant, but like one of the things that sticks in my head when I first entered the CrossFit world was seeing women in multiple affiliates that three or four affiliates that were peeing their pants when they were double undering. And everyone's like, Oh, that's normal. Like, yeah. Yeah. That normal. happened to my wife after she had the baby. Yeah. And it's normal. It, it happens to or a box lot of jumps, people, but we can do things to help it. Like there's certain things that we can do. Does it still happen to your wife? No, I haven't heard her talk about it in years. Okay. You should ask her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I always just pictured like there's a bladder, right? And then there's a tube that comes to your vagina. And when you jump, it's just the pressure from the water, from the, 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 the urine in the bladder, just pushing out the tube. Yeah. Can you bring up the picture of it again? Yeah. Did you bring it up of the actual pelvic floor anatomy? I just saw, I didn't, I couldn't even tell what that was. I just saw a bunch of stuff. Hey, that, that there's this thing that boys do where like you can like flex this muscle and your penis moves. And like when you're a little kid, you discover it and like you hang a towel on your penis and you walk around like as a little boy. Do you have a boy? Yeah. Oh yeah. You have a lot to look forward to. And, um, that's, that's not, that's, is that not, is that part of our pelvic floor is, and is that what you call a Kegel that thing when you do that thing? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't no, it's not. Oh, I always thought that was a kegel when you do that thing where you move your penis up and no, down. Like yeah. look, mom, no hands. Throw a towel on it. <laughs> that's that's the cremaster muscle, and that's not what that does. It's oh, that's visual, a great muscle. It's a great muscle. It doesn't get enough attention. We'll come back to it. Go ahead. Sorry. This sorry, visual Jesus. holds everything in above you. It's okay, like, so I'm looking. I'm looking at. That's a woman. I'm looking at her with her legs open. This is you too. Oh, okay. I have that too. Yeah. What's that big hole? What's that big hole? You know, like when older men pee their pants when they get older, they have like yeah. issues. That's a part of a, that could be a pelvic floor syndrome or it could oh. be a diabetes symptom, but it could be a pelvic floor syndrome. There could be certain things that if you have a grandfather who's peeing his pants and he's hunched over, I'm going to get up like a weirdo. If he's hunched over like this, walking around and your grandfather saying he's peeing his pants, it could be just a posture thing that if we can get grandpa to stand up functionally, that could fix him peeing his pants maybe. Wow. Okay. It's like little, there's so many different things. There's so many different symptoms. And, and again, I'm still learning and, and building. I, I treat it like CrossFit because like, I'm still learning my confidence in it, but it's like, and that's how I'm helping other girls get the certification now too. And, I, and they're having some issues like going through the coursework. And I keep telling them, it's like, we were never as confident as we were in CrossFit. 
without the practice and the conversations and the things that we're doing. And our biggest thing right now is just trying to educate people on this because it's so it's not spoken about. And I had a C-section and I'm somebody who came back, never had issues lifting or anything like that. I have lower back pain now. And I, from working. Yeah. With- my wife got some pretty crazy sciatica after the twins. Yeah. And, and that's that all connected or- to your pelvic floor. Did she, I don't mean to X this. No, it's okay. Vaginally cool. or C-section your wife. Uh, vaginally. How long did she push? Oh, 25. Uh, the first baby was 20 hours. Second baby was five hours. So like that all plays into all the symptoms she had postpartum are all things based on her delivery and the things that she had, right? Your wife right. pushed for 25 hours. That's yeah. 25 hours of pressure down onto her pelvic floor. Maybe she teared. Um, right. The other thing, CrossFit affiliate owners, like you'll have people that come in and have prolapse that their vaginas are literally falling out. <laughs> and they have, wow. a, they have a net to catch their vagina. Yeah. So like there's all these things that... and. And then from my knowledge, outside of America, um, maternity care is much more relevant and they have a lot more support. The issue with the pelvic floor is we have pelvic floor therapists just like you would with knee surgery, right? Like you, If you had knee surgery, you would go to physical therapy for eight weeks. Like I'd I come see you, by the way. I would go to a CrossFit coach for my therapy. but And, that, and that's what I'm trying to do with the postpartum moms. Yeah. Come, come do me because I know what I'm doing and I can try and help and guide you a little bit more then maybe someone who's going to tell you to go to, I don't know, like you can't, you just have to keep peeing your pants. Like there's what if you there. don't have any issues? Should you still start addressing it? Like learn that, like, because basically it sounds like, at least for me, that there is a really what you're doing is, is you're teaching people like everyone can do this. Sevon, close your middle finger. Sevon, close your index finger. You're basically teaching people um, to, um, Move better for less symptoms in the future. Well, also connect to that. You know, like some people, you'll be like, put your hips back, and, and instead they bend their knees or they do something and they can't, like, they, they don't have the connection with the words to the instruction. You're basically retraining people, like, hey, you have to concentrate down there, and I'm going to find, we're going to, you're going to have to connect to some body parts down there. Exactly. Like when, and again, not to keep bringing up, but when your wife peed her pants in the box jumps, do you know at what point she was peeing? It was pretty quick. It would be pretty quick. Like when she jumped and landed? Yeah. Yeah. When she, oh, uh, I'm making, I always just made that assumption. Okay. Because like, then there's other people that some, you know, how in CrossFit, like our few, our, our main cue to get to full extension, we've cued to squeeze the butt at the top of a rep and when right. you squeeze your glute, you're actually putting more hypertension onto your body. Right. So yeah. if you squeeze your butt, sometimes you pee. Yeah. It makes sense. Cause you're putting pressure down. Yeah. So it's things like that. Like, and, and I, is that I, still a good cue then to squeeze your butt? No. It's not. No. Here's the thing. When when I, I always thought that the fact that I didn't squeeze my butt kind of exacerbated my back, my lower back issues, and that when I did concentrate right. on squeezing squeezing my butt, so so which one do I do? Do I do I pee my pants and don't squeeze my butt, or do I squeeze my butt and protect my back? Don't squeeze your butt. You okay. say, you're saying when you squeeze your butt, when you don't squeeze your butt, you're saying you pee your pants. No, I I, I don't pee my pants yeah. yet, but but I, but I'm open to it. But, but what I'm saying is, is I feel like a lot of my back issues were yeah. exacerbated because I didn't squeeze my butt. Like I should uh, have been squeezing. No, no. no if okay. you were squeezing your butt and told me you had lower back pain. Uh-huh. Like, so I'm a candidate, right? So I went to Idaho in September uh, and I did the Brianna battles in person, uh, pregnancy and postpartum certification. She took me, we and her worked on the side and we spoke about my squat. You and- triggered me by the way, using that word Brianna, but go on. Okay. <laughs> on, just so you know, just saying one of my trigger words. Uh, I had her squat. I, she had me squat down and I like literally squat, like my lumbar collapses at the bottom of my air squat. Uh huh. Right. So 
with all my core strengthening and coming back from pregnancy and postpartum, I never had lower back issues until post baby. And because of the weaker core that I had, I started to have back pain because of the way I was squatting so low and slamming down. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you suggesting this is uh, that your abdominals weren't able to protect you as your lower back? Okay. Okay. So, and that's where the pelvic floor becomes essential, right? Cause all of that's connected here, which is all connected to our core. So if you've recently seen too, like Annie Thorstadter has been very vocal about this on social media, like she was at the rogue uh, invitational and she posted a reel of her actually like that people were calling her pregnant because her linear elbow, like the top part of her abdomen was sticking out and they thought she was pregnant. But that's a sign of just her core, not fully. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's was like that for a long time too. My wife has a very muscular midsection too. And it got like distended for a little while and well, and it's very slowly coming back. I mean, my oldest, my youngest is six and it still hasn't come all the way back. And she had the diastasis and all that. So there's things in pregnancy with coaching that you can do to help. Again, you can't prevent any of these things to happen, right? You're growing a baby in your body. Your body's going to stretch to your point, that ligament pain that your wife spoke about. Your body's stretching and moving, but there's things we can do as coaches to try and advise people to help make these symptoms less, right? Versus like the reason you don't want a, do, a woman doing a pull-up in pregnancy is if you literally watch a woman do a pull-up with a belly, you can see. The she quit doing pull-ups and I couldn't believe it. She's like, hey, I'm not doing pull-ups anymore. And I go, why? She's like, anytime I hang from the bar, I feel pulling on my stomach. And she stopped doing pull-ups. And she's a, she was great at it. That was, that's interesting. Okay. That makes me happy to hear you say that. Is your wife a doctor? No, no, she, uh, she was, she was, a uh, she was a crazy yoga fanatic for years, right. like traveled all over the world, teaching yoga, taking yoga, um, uh, you know, uh, certifications. So she got a lot of body, body awareness. Yeah. Cause and that's so, so awesome that she recognized that because like, again, and that's what I think. It makes and I've never heard anyone else say that except for you, by the way, that, about the pull-ups people are like, nah, you can do pull-ups. But she said when she would do pull-ups, she would feel a tightness in her stomach. And she's like, that can't be good. No, it Yeah. And it's not, it's, listen, you can do whatever you want. It's right. making better. Why? Like, what is your why? And why are you doing things? And, you know, the women that I talk to that struggle when they're pregnant and they can't go to that full intensity and you, you just have no, you have no, I don't know, like you have no support or guidance. It's just like, do what you were doing before pregnancy. So you assume pull-ups are fine, but I would want to know like, Hey, this can happen, you know? Right. What about, um, so this is something, and obviously this isn't how we're wired as human beings, but this is something if you're a woman or if you're a woman who plans on getting pregnant or a man who plans on getting old, start this shit now. Like how much easier would it be to work on your pelvic floor before you get pregnant than after? Exactly. It it happens in kids, gymnasts, dancers. You have to, yeah, it's not just pregnant people. I helped yeah. a 25 year old girl who couldn't have sex and enjoy it because she was having pain. She would come to the gym and she was talking about all these symptoms. And I was like, I don't mean to ask you an inappropriate question, but what about sex? Like when you have sex, she's like, I hate having sex. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, what's the relationship between a, 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 a inoperable pelvic floor and sex? Why, why does that hurt? Because if you, if you're, if you have a tight pelvic floor, if your hips aren't shifted the right way or if different symptoms. So in this situation, this particular female fell down the stairs when she was younger uh -huh. and her hips shifted. So think about this in the CrossFit world. This woman fell down the stairs. We constantly have CrossFit athletes fall off a rope, fall off the rig, fall off a box, slamming their tailbones. It's not the ideal world, but it does happen. So there's constant pelvic trauma that 
we're not rehabbing these muscles and these bones correctly. And then long-term, this girl may go get pregnant and then she would have worse symptoms on in her pregnancy versus yeah. now she's able to work with a therapist, work with me, work with, I have a PT on staff. He's helping her. Like everyone's helping her. So that way she, one can enjoy her sex life Two, hopefully in the future, get pregnant and have less pain that we don't know that could happen. I would have, I, you, you would have, I would have handled it differently. I would have said more doggy style, less missionary. But <laughs> I, I just, what, what I just, uh, I don't know why, but I just think like, <laughs> holy cow, that would suck if sex hurt. I know. Wow. I I what a trip. For the girl. But like, again, like that's. And, 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 and you guys are, um, you guys are wired differently than us. Now we're really off subject, but you guys have to be like guys we're, we hold on. Like it's a fucking roller coaster for you guys to enjoy it. You have to do the opposite. You have to let go. So if you're feeling pain, like a guy, you could chop off his arm when he's having sex. to still ejaculate. A woman needs everything to be like perfect. Yeah. Well, think about that. If they're like holding tension or if they're on yeah. a position, that's yeah. where they're holding tension in other places as well. Yeah. Wow. This is the best affiliate uh, conversation I've ever had. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm pregnant with twins and I had to stop with pull-ups the other day. Definitely failed to pull in. Yeah. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, uh, Kay, it was uh, when my wife was pregnant with the twins. It was just like, man, the twin thing is bizarre. I, 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 I couldn't stop staring at my wife because it didn't seem anatomically possible what I was looking at. Like, have you ever seen like a goat when they're pregnant? Because they're so big, like the belly. Maybe? Yeah. You just can't. It, it's like something is not. I just couldn't, I, I just, I would look away and I would look at her and I'd look away and I'd look at her and I'd be like, walk around a little bit. And I was just like, I couldn't figure out how the human body was staying together, pregnant with twins. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. That's what my wife looked like. <laughs> I hope she's it, not was, <laughs> it was nuts. Hey, you guys get, so we had a little dog that always sat on her lap. And in the first pregnancy, like a dog couldn't sit on her lap anymore. And I was like, this is so weird. And then when she had the twins, like the the, the first kid couldn't sit on her lap anymore. She couldn't even drive in a car. Like if, she, if I took her somewhere, like more than a 20 minute ride, she had to like recline the seat all the way back. Because it bothered her? Yeah. She said, this is, this isn't doable. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> Way too much. It's like, uh, sometimes you'll see people who are so obese that they have the seat completely reclined flat and the, and the car seat pushed all the way back. And it was kind of like that. Well, you brought this up not to go off topic again, but yeah. obesity also huge pelvic floor issues. They oh, that makes sense. Have the, uh, diastasis recti, you know, wow. it, it, especially in the CrossFit affiliate world, we actually have uh, Athena Perez, her seminar, the larger body, larger minds coming in April. Awesome. Holy yeah. shit. That's awesome. Yeah. So they're coming in April and my, that was part of the reason I wanted them that seminar specifically, because I do think there's that lack in education for us as co CrossFit coaches, like th that this is a symptom that they're going to go through. They're going to go through this weight loss journey and that's great, but they're also going to have a lot of issues that come with it because of their previous health. And it's things that I want to be more aware of. So I actually, Athena's coming in April. Yeah, I, I want to put you on the spot here. I apologize. I've never asked any of the other affiliate owners this, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Here we go. You ready? I guess so. I, I train at your gym. I've been there for two years. And hi, Athena. Oh, and hi, Athena. I, I, I uh, tell you, hey, I have a friend who has type 2 diabetes, and I told them that you could help them uh, reverse it. But they don't want to come. Um, would you give them a free uh, month if I brought them in and they have type 2 diabetes? Would I personally do this? Yeah. If it was a member? I've been going for three years. Yes. 
It's it's my father-in-law. He has type two diabetes. He we, fucking we can't can, stand we, CrossFit. He is my father, and hopefully he's watching this because yeah. I sent him the link yeah. as an example. Yeah. My dad had open heart surgery July of 2019. Uh huh. Okay, right after open heart surgery, normal, never had diabetes before. Got diagnosed with diabetes. That like happens apparently after open heart surgery. Like it's like a thing. So we got him a nutritionist. We were able to get him to stop taking insulin and he is no longer has to treat it, but goes for like routine checkups. He did a great job with his diet in the beginning, lost all of this weight and then like won't come to the gym. And him and my mother have put on this weight again. And if you guys are watching, this is frustrating. Yeah. It, it, to your point, I have the answer to their longevity. Right. I have the answer for my father to be here. If I get pregnant again, I have the answer for my mother to be here longer. But there's only so much I can do as a person. And I, I say, I actually have one of my coaches that like I have it on the back line up for my dad to start training with. Like I, I would have, I would pay her to train my father if it got his ass in the door. Right. Because I know what it would do. So to answer your question, if one of my members that somebody I have a relationship with for three years and again, we did do it. I did do it with a member's father. He's no longer here. He moved to Texas, but his dad was really unwell and he came in and we had him doing just walkouts on a box. He would come to the 5 a.m. class with him, and we would just come up with like a plan with a PVC pipe and walkouts, and he would do it. And he was in a better place then. Do you charge for do you do you charge for uh, um, your kids' care? I don't because we don't have a sitter. Right, it's kind of like that. Um, then, hey, uh, if you come to the gym and you've been a member for more than a year, you could bring your old fucked up parent too, and we'll let them walk laps around the gym while we work out for free. Here's what I here's here's what I was thinking. Not a bad idea. <laughs> I, I I'm not I'm not a religious uh, person, but I have a lot of friends who are religious, and I love hearing them talk about. Uh, I love hearing about scripture and all the different religions, and I like the there's I, I don't know if this is true, but my memory of this one guy said, hey, like if you're not um, one of the rules about being a Christian is you have to fish for other souls. You have to be a fisherman of other souls. And so you have to introduce people to Jesus. And if you're not doing that, then you're not really, you're not doing, you're not following, uh, the rule. Like everyone has to have a little bit of an apostle in them. And I'm thinking to myself, how could you go to a, uh, but in our Bibles, we read Jesus thought on fishing in Mark 1, 17, the verse states, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Become a fisher of men meant that Jesus was going to use his disciples to grow the kingdom of God. And, and you can do that in a lot of different ways. Um, you, you know, one of the great, greatest, I hate to just continuously Blow him, but one of the greatest Christians I've ever met is Rich Froning. He's so just subtle about it. But even in that documentary that we made at CrossFit, where he talked about um, you know adopting, uh, it, it was so subtle. But his Christian values were screaming without them being uh, Christian values. Mm -hmm. And so, and I and I've heard of people who came up to Chris Beeler and say to him, "Hey, how are you so successful?" And then you know he uses that opportunity to say, "Well, because I, I I'm a believer in Jesus." But if you go to a CrossFit gym. And you haven't brought someone there. I'm thinking like maybe you're not doing your part. Like you, you know, like, like, it, it, like every, every, every member of every affiliate should at least once a month invite someone to come to the affiliate with them. Totally. We do. And, and talk to the affiliate owner and just be like, Hey, there's this guy I know, like just bring people there. You're doing something so good for them. You're have the uncomfortable conversation with someone, you know, you're, 
God, I hate to sound like my sister now, but you know your heart is in the right place. You're not asking them to, you're asking them to come because you want them to be better. Like drop all, I, I know we're all crazy about it and we're excited to share it because of how good it made us feel, but just be like, hey, I have this coach, Trish. She had a father-in-law or a father. He had type two diabetes. They, they reversed it for him. He got off his insulin. He extended his life. Do you want to come try? I talked to her the other day and she said, you can come for a month. It's like, dude, if they say no and they're mad at you, it's it's on them. Yeah. Right? The I mean, worst is when, when you get them in the door and you solve the problem and then they quit. <laughs> well, at least then they know. I mean, you can't, you, you know, what's the thing my mom used to say to me as a kid? You can bring a, a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. But at least they know. Yeah. And here's the thing. They may tell someone else. They're going to tell someone else. I'm sure you're, was that your father you were talking about? Or your father-in-law? My father, yeah. Yeah, you know your father's told his other friends. You know he's told his doctor, he's told other people. I mean, here's the other thing. You did that for your father and your do- and his doctor witnessed it and his doctor probably didn't even know that was possible. And so now the 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 it's it's spreading. I mean, I just feel like you have an, we have, it's such an easy way to be a good human to support an affiliate. I, re- I remember I, I got a lot of slack for this, but I remember during um, a, a lot of the BLM stuff, people were talking about donating money to BLM. And I'm like, donate money to a fucking CrossFit gym. They're fucking struggling, the vast majority of them. And then you'll kill two birds with one stone because that gym will will it will be open to anyone of any color of anything. And 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 that that's actually a breeding ground for um for help. It, it, it is not a, it is not a preposterous idea to donate money to uh, an affiliate. It is, it is, I cannot think of a, and I'm not saying any affiliates are asking for that. I'm just saying I, everything that happens there is good. Everything. Well, unless someone bangs your wife or your wife cheats on you, but that could happen. That could happen at church too. That I just had. Yeah. Yeah. That could happen. That could happen anywhere. But um, man, what a, what a great, uh, every day you get to go into a healing center that sends ripples out into the village. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's really it's cool. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I, I, I never go to, I never go to burger. I never go to Starbucks or Burger King or, or anywhere like that. And then later on, they'd be like, dude, I had the greatest quarter pounder. Oh my God. You have to try the coffee at Starbucks. They're brewing right now. But I promise you every day, someone at your gym leaves your gym or I went to the dentist. I got the greatest cleaning. No one's, no one's doing that. No, we have like five within our gym. I I can name five business owners within our village that all own the places. We've had one recently join Joe from Hitch. Awesome. What's Hitch? What do they sell? Hitch is a really cool store. He has a bunch of different vendors that he sells. So if you have like a, like a homemade ornament or homemade candles or things like that, I like he it. has all of their vendors and they can make commissions and he sells all their products. And then he also has a forever fuse company. But Joe's a forever what? Forever fused, it's called. What's that? These cool bracelets, they never come off. Oh. So it's forever fused on me. This one is actually the Barbells for Boobs Breast Cancer one. So all of the money that he raised on these pink pink gems, he donated back to the gym event for our fundraising event. Oh, that's cool. And that stays on you always. Forever. Oh, that's like cool. Some type of terrible thing happened to me. <laughs> until you do it, until you have to do a bar muscle up on a log and it rips it off. Yeah, until it completely rips it. Yeah, so that's Hitch. But with Joe, Joe's a, a phenomenal like person in the sense of he was at Orange Theory and he plateaued 
And it was because he was just doing the same crap every day. And, you know, he was doing well with nutrition. He was working with a nutrition coach and, but he wasn't seeing additional changes within his workout. And he was so afraid of CrossFit for the three years that I've known him now. We've been trying to get him in the door and then we finally got him into the door. And he is, he's like my ultimate sales rep because people walk in, they're like, holy crap, Joe, like what, what are you doing? And he's like, CrossFit. He's in the last month, in the last three months, he's gotten me probably seven new members. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's awesome. Like, and he, it's just clicking. Right. And like, he's not even at the point of CrossFit that like, he really is at the full experience of CrossFit. Like he's still just bordering like that beginner line and like, he's crushing. It's, it's insane. And I don't think he realizes how much he's doing by paying that forward and telling other people about it because as much as I'm changing lives, they're changing lives as well. Did you, did you buy your first gym? Uh, or, or the or the first space you went into was that Ackerman's Jason Ackerman's gym? No, so Ackerman oh. and I. The way I found Ackerman was through the whole George Floyd thing. Um, I was pre. It's a full story. Pre COVID, I was like the Ben Bergeron train. Loved Ben. Read everything about him. I went to CrossFit New England in February of 2019. I did his immersion program. How far is that from your house? Through four hours. Okay. Okay. So you just, you didn't go there. Like, uh, you weren't a member there. You went up there for the immersion program. Oh okay. yeah. I went up specifically yeah. for the program. I had to pay for it. It was like an exclusive program with five affiliate owners. Yeah. Matt <laughs> Souza did that too, by the way, the executive producer of this show, he did the Ben Bergeron immersion program. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. So when I went, it was like, it was interesting, right? Like at that point I only owned the affiliate for four years. So I was just trying to learn how to do everything the right way. learn as much as I can. Also just fangirling. Cause I love Ben and Heather so much. Um, and then when that whole thing went down with CrossFit, I didn't really, I didn't relate to the way Ben handled himself through that experience. Um, and that's when we were with CompTrain as a programmer and I decided to make the switch to ham after a conversation with Austin and James Hobart, Mm -hmm. um, and Spencer. So Austin had gotten on a call with me. We spoke about everything that was going on at that time, my fears, my concerns, and, and Austin like really, you know, was the CrossFit person I needed at that point. Uh, Austin was? Yeah. Okay. He saved me. Like, I was terrified that I was going to have to de-affiliate and all of that. And CrossFit was just going to end. I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. So he really got me back, like, in a mental state. And so we switched our program from CompTrain to HAM at that point. And that was pre-CrossFit acquiring HAM, to which is now CAP. So which James, that, Hob- which James Hobart now runs. Which right? James Hobart now runs, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so again, James and Austin, like really helped me through that path. And then I found Ackerman, I think in June of 2021 or May of 2021 through their podcast. Best hour of the day, the best hour of your day, the best hour of their day podcast. And it was more about coaching and more about Greg Glassman and more about the L1 that he made me feel like there is hope. Like, even though Greg's no longer here everyone is falling apart. Like Ackerman just, he stuck to the path. Like I read his book right away. His book was like very relatable. Um, He said to me, like, you know, when we first connected, he's very real. He's very upfront. I was ever very, we're very, we're very open relationship, him and I. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There he is. (laughs) And our connection. Is he a New Yorker? Is he born in, hi Jason. Is he born and raised in New York? I don't know if he was born here. He's from Albany. He used to own Albany CrossFit. Okay. Okay. So he used to own Albany CrossFit and now he owns best tower of the day CrossFit in his garage in Colorado. <laughs> oh, he has a gym again. 
Yeah, he's in Colorado. Not, Last I heard, he was in. I thought he, he went to Florida. He owns an affiliate just to have an affiliate because he supports the affiliate network that much. Right. For I thought um, he retired and was just going to grow old and work out in uh, in Florida for some reason. I thought after he sold his gym in Albany, he went to Florida to just mate. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. If he he might have definitely. I mean, he's got a baby. He definitely made it. Yeah, <laughs> he did that part. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, him, and I connected just on that podcast alone. And then I started learning about the affiliate it was affiliate you or best hour, whatever it was called at that point. And I had, that's my- his company affiliate you affiliate you. Yep. So it's best hour of their day podcast. And then affiliate you is the, the coaching, which is approved now through the affiliate partner network, um, which is huge. So it's business coaching through CrossFit. Uh, it's him and Fern, like that they're co-hosts. And then I think Marcus is like their boss. And then they got this girl, Katie, who is, my my go-to girl fern's the fern's the guy with the tattoos that works out and the other guy marcus is the guy who looks like he's european yeah fern owns crossfit rife in virginia okay um so he they my my original connection was always with ackerman and it was like i i just got in the business back on board from covid so we're talking june 2021 finally like restrictions are fully lifted at this point from new york doors don't have to be open no more masks we're finally able to do it. I always like, I didn't know where I was at that point in the business, like how I was going to take it up to the next level because I didn't understand like the back end of my business. Like I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't know how many members I had. I didn't know how much money I was bringing in. I like couldn't figure it out and I didn't know how to figure it out. And I came from sales and marketing. So like I knew how to do like the social media stuff. I knew how to do like the advertisements and things like that, but I needed to figure out how it made sense to like the affiliate world. Um, and as soon as me and Ackerman spoke, and again, the money up front was terrifying. It's, I mean, I, I think it was cheaper then, but I, whatever. It, it was like. Yeah, I talked to Cooper about that too. Yeah, it scares people. Chris Cooper about that. It scares people. Yeah, to like it, to, to, it, but but you've already to, shown that you're willing to invest by going to Ben's thing. I mean, clearly you've taken the L1 twice. You've taken the L2 twice. I mean, you're, you, you at least had the right mindset that you knew investment. You could invest. Yeah. Well, it was either that or I had to go get a full-time job again, right? It was either you got to figure out a way to make this work for you and your family and for Steve to do what he wants to do, or I was going to have to go get a full-time job and then the the affiliate would have stayed maybe open, but it would have been ran half-assed just like the rest of them. And I don't mean to say that, but the reality is, is like a lot of these people just do it for fun or just have their own gym. And I'm really working really, really hard with Ackerman to make this like. The best hour of people's day. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, it's mind boggling, but the, the programming from best hour and the modules that they give you, like I made my money back in three months. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. And then I just signed up with Ackerman for the grad program for, for this year. So that starts next week. Wow. So I invested another $10,000 into them. So your gym makes money. Sorry to be so that makes money. Yeah, and, I know, I usually yeah, try to avoid asking that question. To no, I, wow. I, because I I want it. I don't. I'm not afraid to talk about it because I think the stipulation within CrossFit that there's no money to be made, and like Ackerman has changed my world, and not just him. I won't give you all the credit, dude, but like he gave me that path that I needed to make the business a business, essentially. Right. And I'm able to do all this pregnancy and postpartum stuff now, and it's it's just like exciting to see all of it happening. Um, but yeah, the gym's doing well. We tripled our revenue through COVID. Holy smokes. Yeah. So I, since I, I, I doubled it during COVID, 
I've tripled since then, since taking over, since 2019. So it's three years effectively. I've tripled my revenue. I have doubled my location in size, meaning I have I went from 3,000 square feet to almost 6,500 square feet. And 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 you had the um I, I was listening uh, when you were talking to Fern. You were talking about how even though your other gym was 3,200 square feet, it wasn't practical 3,200 square feet, and now you have 6,000 practical square feet. Yeah, the I'm, the space Usable. now is beautiful. It's I I I I think it's a dream. I say I like I treat it like the the field of dreams. Like I built it, and now everybody's coming. <laughs> uh, and um, the the other space you were in, you were having problems with your neighbors nonstop. And and that those were noise problems, yeah, parking it problems. Was, uh, it was one neighbor, and it was another local business owner who has a lot of pull within our village. Unfortunately, well, what what do they sell? Uh, he owns a diner in the village. Oh, okay. And is his is his location more square feet than yours? His location is not more square feet than mine. His house was physically behind my my gym, and that was his oh. complaint. Wow. He's a great person. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, is there is there a business in the village that creates the most foot traffic? For example. There's this in Berkeley. There's a uh, we, there's this area of town called Fourth Street, and it's very little. And there were a lot of struggling shops there, and it was very cute, and it was very posh, you know. And but it was it was tough because you had to get. It was basically in. It was it was sandwiched in between Section Eight housing, the freeway, railroad tracks, and just it was just off the beaten path. But it was it had all the cool shops like our village is beautiful like it, that. We have like the the top swell we have this place small taco like i made firm to marcus when they came for the drop in i was like you guys got to go there for lunch like we have so many cute boutiques so many cute restaurants it's a beautiful village so then an apple store moved in and all the businesses skyrocketed because an apple store brings in so i think i think in the united states as a retail space it, it generates more revenue than any other uh, retail space per square foot yeah. and so like every day an extra five thousand people would come to that part of town right it, it was nuts do, do you know which business is driving the most um in, in your village do you know which business drives the most amount of people to come to it and if you and you should ask for an I, apple can store. I take this? Like yeah, I think yeah. me. I know you. I well, driving to my gym that drive past three other CrossFit affiliates on their way to come to my gym out east. So then that restaurant and, and probably people who who work out at your gym eat at his restaurant. We do, and the owners in my business, and we go there every week for we support every single one of our businesses. They all go there. They go out for beers. They go out for dinner. They go out for. We had we have one of the business owners whose liquor license was taken from him a week before Christmas at the Brixton, and we I, I posted in our community group if you guys need to buy gift cards or if you need to just do takeout or catering if you can you know how hard this is going to be on his business. My whole gym went there. They coordinated a dinner and went to go support this guy. Like, Why did they take away his liquor license? Uh, it was like a business partner thing. Like a, his I, I I don't know the full story. I think his business partner passed away and it was like a filing issue. Like they didn't file oh, it. Oh, did he get it back? I think now he officially has it back. He figured oh, he was smart. That's scary shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he went through a lot too. <laughs> so like, but like, that's the, you know, that's the team that the community that we have, that it's like, they're going to do whatever they need to support everyone around us. Um, why, why you were a um, basketball player and soccer player? More soccer, basketball when I was younger, but yes. 
And then, and then you played soccer in college. Played soccer in college. I actually yeah, but- coached the varsity girls last season in our village too. Oh wow! Yeah, I was the assistant head coach for varsity, and we won Long Island County Championship. For, that's a high school team. I'm sorry, Suffolk County Championships. Yes. Wow! Congratulations. And yeah. um, have you had knee surgery? I have not had knee surgery. Wow! You played collegiate. So- you played right- collegiate soccer, and you never didn't have knee surgery. No, just right ankle surgery from. Wow, that's incredible. Um, have you ever heard uh, Joe Westerlin's take? Do you know who Joe Westerlin is? I don't. He's one of the he's been around forever. He was a strength and conditioning coach, I want to say like at a big school in one of those weird states. Like where where do they do the World Series of baseball? Is that Omaha? Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, I think maybe I think maybe he was strength and conditioning coach at Omaha. He's a flow master. He's been on the L1 team forever. Oh, I know him now that you're saying. Now you're just yeah. And um, I remember him saying – in I've, I've seen – like all, all the girls I knew who played uh, collegiate soccer, they all had ended up having knee surgery. They all got that lying down the middle of their knee. And he was sharing with me one time that he thought – God, I wish I could remember. It's been so long since I've tried to remember this. But basically he said it was basically just – the root of that, I think he said, was ankle flexion. That basically people lose ankle flexion and then all the problems start heading north. So then your knee has to compensate for it. Your hip has to compensate for it. And, ba- and basically, and that's one of the reasons why CrossFit was so great because it forced you to, you know, overhead squat, ankle flexion, squatting, ankle flexion, like everything, as long as, you know, to maintain position, keep your torso upright, that you basically are forced to start working on your ankle flexion. And for me, that translates also is to not putting shoes on my kids. Yeah, especially been. high tops. Yeah, the PTs love that. Uh, no, bear, shoes. no shoes. Yeah, like we struggled with Jade and not walking, and that's they were like the whole time trying not to have shoes on them. Oh yeah, and and do you do you remember when? Um, what do you mean struggled to walk? Like he was just a delayed walker, so they were like, "Did the he doc- crawl?" He did, but not as fast as he should have. Yeah, but yeah. he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I think. I mean, I think that the best thing you can do for your kid is not teach them to walk. Yeah, because now my life is hell. <laughs> well, also, you're going to walk your whole life. If uh, I think uh, I've always I, I suspect there's this guy who has an Instagram account where he he walks on his hands and feet like at minimum 30 minutes a day. We had him a guest on this show. And is that the same guy that did the New York City Marathon like that? I'm not sure. There's a guy that did the New York City Marathon during, I think it was during COVID. He did that. John, on it, he bear crawled through the whole old Manhattan. Whole I cannot believe this guy's body. What's happened to it um, from just walking on his hands and feet at least 30 minutes a day? It is nuts. His forearms, his wrist flexion, his core. I mean, he uh, he, he looks he like a, oh my god, he's turned himself in. He looks like a uh, like a real life werewolf. You know, like they're all muscular and shit, and like the, he's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I never, I never wanted to teach my kids how to walk. I'm like, Hey man, crawling, I must be, has got to be the Holy grail of fitness and great for the mind. And then they're going to eventually stand. And then eventually you see them pull themselves up on the couch and they start walking. But yeah, you put shoes on a baby and you're, you're tripling the, uh, the difficulty of standing up and walking. Yeah. That look at his forearms. And people are buying like the wrong type of shoes, right? Like people buy the cute shoes to put on their babies and it's not what you want their foot to develop in. This guy. Yeah. This is a really interesting uh, Instagram account. He's documenting the whole thing. Yeah, his everything has everything has changed on him. Huh. I got to see his whole body. I can't really. He's staying up like that. Yeah, his whole 
He's just a BJJ practitioner, and and yeah, his whole body changed from, yeah, his arms and shoulders and forearms. None of it looked like that. Holy crap! Yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe show uh, Caleb. Can you show one of those things where he's like running? He's running like full speed, like on his on his feet, and then he just turns into a dog. It's so nuts. The re- like a reel. Yeah. Yeah, all everything has changed for him. Anyway, yeah, crawling. I I love crawling. Are you gonna have more kids? Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. You are. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. That part's fun. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, a long few months. <laughs> so, so you fit when you find CrossFit. Were you? Uh, t- tell me about that. How old were you when you found CrossFit, and who introduced you to it? How did that go down? So I was just out of college. I just finished college soccer. Um, and I was coaching a local school team. No, not a school team. I'm sorry. A club team. 21 and, years old. Uh, what am I now? 34. It was probably like 10 years ago. So 24. Yeah. 24, 23. Okay. Um, and one of the mom, I was just like, you know, talking to one of the moms and I was like, you know, I struggle going to a gym now. I'm like putting on all this weight now that I'm done with college soccer. Can't do what I was normally doing when I was still playing. And she's like, you should try CrossFit. I was like, what the hell's CrossFit? And I would be that person that would go to like the gym down the road and like pretend to run on the treadmill, pretend to do bicep curls, thinking I know what I'm doing, like the isometrics and stuff like that. I had no idea what I was doing. So then when I found CrossFit, I was introduced with an onboarding experience. So that was nice. It was like a one-on-one experience with a coach. I remember trying to do like going from a chest push-up to like the tricep push-up for the first time and learning that whole thing. My first affiliate, which is closed, was CrossFit Diamond. Um, and that was owned by a female. And when I first found CrossFit, it was all through soccer. And the reason I decided to start getting into coaching was for kids. So my first certification was my L1, because at that time they required your L1 to get your CrossFit kids cert. Okay. Um, so I went and took my L1. Um, and I did it at Gorilla and Paramus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did the CrossFit. How kids. long had you been doing CrossFit when you did that? Six months, maybe. Okay. So I was like one of the people that right away. That's why when people, they first get into it and they're like gung-ho about it, I'm like, go for it. If you have the money and you can do it, go. Because like, I, I think it just gives you a better concept of like the longevity in it. Like the moments that you like might have a bad day in CrossFit and you want to quit. If you have your L1, you always remember like why and, and the benefits of doing this and, and the long-term benefits of it. At least for me, that's what works. Um, so then I did the kids certification. And to this day, the kids certification is still one of the funnest certifications I've done through CrossFit. Um, and then I went back to diamond and I started coaching kids right away. We were doing team training with soccer kids. We were doing just regular CrossFit kids stuff and all that never started adults until I left that affiliate and went to another one. Uh, Devin Levesque bear crawled the marathon. Um, were you, when you did that, um, L1, uh, what was your reaction? Were you pleasantly surprised? Were you underwhelmed? Were you blown away? It was the greatest weekend of my life. Yeah. Even it going really back, I, you know, I, I, there's something Ackerman and I talk about, like why I went back for the L1. I'm, I, I, I'm so glad I went and retook it. You've taken it twice. I've taken it twice. And it was a different experience the second time. Things did adjust. Certain things in the methodology, certain ways they approach certain stances, like in the deadlift. With, the deadlift one sticks out to me. Like I particularly remember being that being taught differently and just in a different setup. Um, and it was just like CrossFit was at a different wavelength five years after that. So taking it again was 
much more memorable for me. Really? The second time? The second time. Wow. That's amazing. Because you do cocaine the first time, it's never the same. That's it. Just quit. It's done. But you take your level one. You think maybe you take it the second time. It's going to be a tedious two days just to re-up. But instead, it was better your second time. The fact that I knew, like, my journey, I thought my journey with CrossFit wasn't going to be my journey with CrossFit when I initially took my other one versus yeah. now. Like I knew my journey, like this was just the beginning of a, a reborn, like reborn again journey. Let's call it. Like I really yeah. just got back into coaching again. I was really helping people again. So I was in a different place as an athlete, as a coach mentally going into my own one this time around. What did you think about the, the culture that was shared there? What, what did you think about the, uh, like that that's the big thing that I don't think people expect. Like you go in there and everyone's kind of like this, right? And everyone's like assessing everyone else and everyone sits in their chair and they're trying to stay in their space. And then by the, by the end of day two, it's just a completely, totally different vibe. Everyone's cheering everyone on exchanging phone numbers. Like, did that shock you about how they kind of that culture that they share there? With how open they are, like at the end. Yeah. The, the trainers don't allow it to be, because you have to keep standing up because you have to work out with people because you keep having to talk to people because you guys get called out in the circles because you guys cheer each other on. I feel there's this whole culture that's dis- disseminated onto the, to the uh, pa- uh, participants of the L one that I don't even think they realize. Like it's not one of the selling points, right? I mean, it's kind of hard to say that, Hey, come over here and we're going to teach you how to act like a CrossFitter. But by the end of those two days, you know, all the movements, you know how to cue other people. You can coach other people. You can coach yourself, but you also leave different on how you treat other people. And it's, it's fucking nuts. I went, I, I don't know how many hundreds of L ones that I've attended, but every time that's like my favorite part. One, one of my favorite parts to watch. It's like, Oh yeah, you show up on the first day and everyone's so quiet into themselves. And by the end, it's like, they've been best friends. Like they've been in a frat together or a sorority for five years. Yeah. I mean, I still, I'm still connected with like one girl that I did the L one with 10 years ago who now owns her own gym as well. You know, we, wow. we, we reconnected after, I bought mine essentially. Um, so like they're, yeah, I mean, there's definitely connections. I mean, for me, I look at it as more as like my coach connection, like James Hobart is someone I met in the beginning of my journey and he's been a huge part of my journey and probably doesn't even realize how big of a part of my journey he is, but he's somebody that if I email him or I DM him or I go to the CrossFit games and I have my community with me and they want to take a picture with them, that guy, like he is CrossFit. Like he yeah. does everything the right way. And he, there just needs to be more of that in Austin, but he's slow to respond to text. But other than that, uh, he's, <laughs> a, he's a, he's a, a near perfect, uh, human being. Yeah. That culture. And, and that's the culture you see in all the CrossFit affiliates, at least all the ones that I've been to, there is a camaraderie there. Uh, not all of them, uh, 99% of them. There's a camaraderie there that I feel like is learned at the L1 that, that makes was- I wish everyone could take the L1. You know, I got, yeah. I, got I, I, we got a discount code when we went to the games and like I shared it with my members. I was like, none of my coaches need this. If anybody has the money and they're thinking about doing it, like you don't have to coach to go do it. It's just, it's an experience. Everyone, if they can, should do it. I have one guy, Lewis, whose company like will cover the certification for him to do it. And he's going to go do it. My husband who won't CrossFit is taking his L1 this year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I think if he goes... He's going to love it. Yeah. And he understands it, right? He sits here and he talks about how he wants to be here for Jaden. And he wants to be here longer. Like, dude, you have the answer. You own the answer. 
Like, when will you realize this? So then I was like, you know what? F it. You're going for your all one. Oh, he's going to love it. What a cool thing. I, I basically, I did CrossFit for just a little while. I don't know, six months before I took my L1, but I never did it in an affiliate. This was like in 2006 and I was just like on the website and I would just go to a Globo gym and do it. I ne- and I never even set a timer or nothing. I just like was just trying to figure out the movements, right? Like what's a snatch, what's a clean, what's a deadlift. But I went to the L1 completely green. And it, it, it blew me away. Yeah. A- absolutely uh, blew me away. I cannot. That's so cool. I I think it's cool that your husband's going to take it completely. I mean, I guess he he knows what he hears you talk about on the phone. Yeah, and, and he's and done sneeze. it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like when I was pregnant, he was work- he was in the best shape of his life because we were at home, and that was the only thing I had with him. So he had to work out with me every day. So he he knows CrossFit. But he is your, I don't have the time. Meanwhile, like right. in Me my too. head, I'm like, dude, you're in Connecticut. Go drop in at another affiliate, see what they have there and bring it home to us. Learn yeah. from them. Like, we have a bigger opportunity here to learn from other people, take ideas and, and stuff like that. And also like, I love dropping in at other boxes because I either learn something or truthfully, like sometimes it just gives me the, the pat on the back that I, I need for my staff and, and the community that we have. Like you get a vibe every time you go into a gym and that's all I want him to do is like, I would love for him to travel to Connecticut for work, go do a drop in and then be like, Hey, try doing this with the five pound plates in the affiliate. Like this was a really good idea. Yeah. But you can't force it. Like for me, at least with him, I, I won't know him. It's he too hard to force anyone. He will figure it out. Hey, um, uh, how have you kept the fire alive for so long? This is 10 years have there have you ever i mean you seem you you act like in a someone who just found crossfit still how have you kept this fire alive uh surrounding myself with people like ackerman to be honest yeah uh there's a lot of rough days there's uh moments that i cry and i don't want to do it anymore um yeah i'll cry again yeah but i think it's just you know one i've i figured out a way to make the gym successful which makes it a lot more enjoyable my community, I know, like, I, I know every day someone tells me I changed their life. So as bad as like certain things get, or as, as sometimes like the challenges come, like that, what, that's what keeps me going is the changes that I'm providing to the community, you know, and, and it's fun. <laughs> I've made it fun building the business out. So I don't have to stress as much. I think also like I've had a lot of experience. I've been a part of four affiliates. Yeah. my own. So I've dealt with all the drama. I've seen all the BS. I've seen the way coaches felt in a negative way. I've seen the way coaches felt in a positive way. I've seen the way affiliate owners have treated people poorly, have treated them well. Everything I have felt as a coach, I have taken it into my affiliate and embraced it within my team. And that is what keeps me going. The team, the community, the, my affiliate, my people. <laughs> Did but, you ever think of yourself as a person who serves like a, a, as a child? No. No, you, you, you think, that, can't think of that way. but, but that's what you're describing. You're describing someone who is, uh, has found their home and serving other people. Yeah. I say, I'm like, I'm, I'm so much more than an affiliate owner and we all are. Anybody who's an affiliate owner, like we wear so many hats, you know, the conversations I deal with from suicide to health, to financial, to real estate, like, I deal with so much and I love it. And that's like, I guess what keeps me going and where my energy comes from. Are you, do you how often do you train? Are you training every day? 
Um, I'm probably like four to five right now. Um, I'm currently training for a weightlifting competition. Wow. <laughs> which is like very nonchalantly. Like we're not trying to get a medal here. We're making a very less stress. It was really just to kind of distract me. Um, working with Danny Casey from New York Weightlifting Academy. And we're doing it on January 14th. And I'm just going to go for it. I have no idea what to expect. I know that I got to wear a singlet. And I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> uh, Alexandra, I have a friend who goes to your gym. She says you're the reason she kept up with uh, CrossFit. Um, Eric Wise, my wife and I are talking. Uh, my wife and I are taking the L1 the first weekend in March. I love it. Uh, Trish. It's too fucking expensive, but, but but this this is just normal. This is normal Trish talk here. <laughs> Trish just hangs out and throws rocks. Uh, Trish, find someone who has a twenty percent off code. <laughs> uh, thank you for all you do, Trish. Sounds like you really get it. I try. Sounds like it. What it? Uh, what about what about a second box? Sorry, just to just. It, it would is that anything you would ever do? It's just got to be the right time and the right. It. for me like what i'm trying to do now is one continue to develop myself and then develop my staff to like branch off and do more things too um so like i mentioned earlier like i have one coach who's in physical therapy i have another coach who's interested in opening his own affiliate i have another coach who is big in menopause um i have another coach who is into meditation so for like this year's focus and and what it looks like is really establishing what the pregnancy and postpartum programs will look like. So I'm going to launch some things there. I really want to help my coaches develop themselves and give them platforms to like continue to branch off and improve and, and do what they want to do. Um, I do think I have the potential to open another affiliate. Uh, I think it's the a matter of when and where and what the right opportunity is and, and doing it the right way. The one thing I don't want to do is take on too much too quickly and I don't want to risk anything that I've worked so hard for at Babylon. Mm. And do you need another affiliate? Like, that's the other question in the back of my head. With everything and how well it's going, like, do I need another affiliate? Maybe. I do think I, I, I have a bigger picture in the world, whether it's that pregnancy and postpartum chapter, whether it's helping affiliate owners. Like, there's no reason more affiliates can't make money. Um, and I, 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 And that's where... Ackerman and I are just so aligned. Like we just, we see it, you know, and I didn't do anything special. I, I mean, I definitely work hard and I definitely put the energy in, but it's like just finding the right stuff to do. Um, we had this guy on the show, an affiliate owner, Matt Schindeldecker. And he ran, he, someone brought him a, like a, a youth who was going to go to jail. And, and the, and the person who brought, I think it was like a, a probation officer. And they said, Hey, um, instead of sending this kid to uh, juvenile hall, what if this kid just works out with you for three months? Matt's like, yeah, I'll do it. So Matt trains this kid for three months and this kid like flourishes. Right. And one of the things, and then, so Matt says, okay, you know, somehow they figure out, bring me some more kids and bring me some more kids. And then next thing you know, he's grown this program, I think to 14 locations in the state of I don't know what state it is, Arkansas. And now, or, or, or maybe, I don't know how many locations in Arkansas. And I think it's spread to like 14 states now. And like Craig Howard at like Diablo CrossFit in California is now going to try to do it. We have somebody and, in, on Long Island doing it. You do? Yeah. Okay. This, this woman, Lori. <laughs> 
And Matt basically said, hey, there's a lot, I'm paraphrasing, but basically there's a lot of good programs out there, but I think that the reason, not he, I think he's being, I'm, I'm saying he thinks, but he knows and we all know. The reason why this program is working more so than like the running program or the weightlifting program is because they think they're coming here for CrossFit, but really they're in a support group. So when you bring a new kid in, there's already a kid who's been there for three weeks who never talked to anyone the first three weeks and now has opened up. And there's people there in the program who are all different phases of being there, but they open up and they find out they have a support group. It becomes, as you guys say, the best hour of the day. And it becomes a place where it's safe and they can ask questions and they can be like, hey, did you? They're with other kids whose parents beat them. Yeah, we have, we have multiple people in our community that are in recovery. One specifically that like recently started and to your point was very quiet when he first started and then recently came out and just, he said, he literally thanked every single coach. He was like, you guys have no idea what you did for me. Yeah. Gives it right. Is there, um, so when, when my wife was pregnant, we went to a, it was called hypno breathing or something. I can't remember, but, but every week, every, one day a week for three hours for 12 weeks or something like that. But the coolest thing about, I don't remember much about it other than like, I got to spend three hours sitting on a couch with my wife, but the, she made friends there and you were in a community there. And is there, are there enough pregnant women to where you could have a pregnant woman class? That's like just runs all year round where it's like, you know, 12 pregnant women or however many and they get to talk to each other. Are you doing home birth? Are you doing hospital? Which hospital are you using? Do you, what, how, how is it? You know how like they test you guys, they get to compare tests and gynecologists and all that shit. Yeah. Glucose tests, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, my, my intention is so it's, I'm going to either release it, probably releasing it next week, but I'm going to be doing it in seminars, like in the sense of like, I'm going to do a six week in-person course for moms and I'm going to do it at 1030 to 1130. So if they have other kids and they have drop off, they can handle drop off. They come in, they can bring their kids if they need to. Uh, and then I'm going to keep it small though. That's my thing. So like keep it to 10, maybe 15 because I need to be able to connect with them one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. That we seems pretty big. That's it. I mean, our, our birthing class was, I, I want to say it was six couples. Yeah. Like, people. Again, 10 is my goal. Um, are there enough? I'm going to do pregnancy and postpartum at the same time. And the reason I'm doing it together is because whether you're a postpartum journey or whether you're in the pregnancy journey, all that information I'm going to give you is going to be relative to you. Um, and, and, and the, and the pregnant women can talk to the women who've already had the baby. They become a resource for them there. Exactly. They can talk I use this hospital, surgery. try to get this yeah. doctor, do right. this room, this get this. Job. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, I do. I don't think it's a class like I'll offer again, stick to CrossFit, right? Like that's the the main core. I even when athletes call me and they want to get better at soccer, it's like, what specific training do I do? You do CrossFit. Um, stick to CrossFit and then offer segmented like specific things like the pregnancy and postpartum seminar. Yeah, it's cool. It's added value, let's call it. It's cool. Yeah, I I could just see. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't know how it works, but I could just see a class of just pregnant women where they just come in and they just do the pregnant woman wad. Yeah. That's and they get to talk to each other. I mean, it's that, I mean, that's such a crazy time for women. Right. I and mean, they got, it's, they got all these fucking questions and, and no answers. <laughs> well, yeah. And, 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 you know, there's only so many answers you want to hear from a doctor. You want to hear someone from someone who went through it. Yeah. And you don't want the generic answers either. Like do, do what you did before this, or it'll be done when you're done after the baby and stuff like that. Um, you took, you've taken, uh, 
five five certifications, two L1s, two L2s, and the kids? Kids. I did weightlifting. Weightlifting? I've done. You did the Ben Bergeron immersion. You did the, you're doing the coaching, uh, gym coaching with uh, Denise Thomas is coming in April and I'm pumped. She's coming to do CDP at the box. What's that? So coaches development in person. So Denise will be coming to Babylon CrossFit for five days. The first like 20 to judge the shit out of you. Essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, isn't that what the L4 is? So there's the L3 and then the L4 is like in person. Yeah. So don't they just send someone to your house and they just judge the shit out of you? How you brush your teeth and the whole shebang. Yeah. Essentially. And then she'll like survey me for two days and then she'll work with my staff for three days. Um, and just kind of like guide me and critique me. And it's like a full fresh level too. Is that, um, you do that through CrossFit? I did it through CrossFit and it's a $5,000 investment through CrossFit. Holy shit. Yep. Actually, it's probably more because I have to pay for our board too. Yeah. Um, God, when are you doing that? April. The first week. I would love to hear about that after you do that. I would love to do that. How long has that program been around? I don't know. I think Denise started it. I don't know exactly how long. So. I, how, how did you like the level two? I never talk about the level two. I've only been to like maybe I love the 10 level, level two. If I go to the, that's something like I think CrossFit should do with my affiliate fee. Be like, hey, you can go refresh your L2 as an affiliate owner free once a year. Because it's just a refresh in coaches. Like, yes, we're all good coaches, but there's still certain things I forget. Like, when Fern came in like that, there's one cue that feedback thing that he gave me. And it was like, when I was coaching my toast to bar progression, he was like, don't say if you don't have toast to bar, say if you're still working on toast to bar, because it's just the tone and the way you deliver the message. And I was like, you know what? It's a really good point. Because like, as an athlete, I think about that. I'm like, damn, I don't have that. And I want that. It's like, address it to the point that you kind of like want to be addressed. So like, in my case, I think we can, I would do the L2 whenever I could. Um, I had this idea. I didn't run the numbers on it or the math, but I was thinking like when it came to like the country managers and all that shit, I was just playing like I would scrap it, theoretically. I'm, I'm going to say like I would do it, but I haven't figured out. I would scrap all that shit. I would scrap like that. I guess you guys have some website you can go to and get discounts. You can or whatever. I would scrap all that shit. I was thinking dump all those resources like and bring them back and and, and offer free continued education for affiliates. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I would do it. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't, um, I said that to, I had a call. I, I posted something on Instagram before the holidays and I tagged Austin in it and Austin went on a zoom call. Yeah. Get rid of all that shit that Austin's running. I would, I would take it back to the old school. Get well, rid of all that. I don't think it's all bad. I just think, like, I don't think it's bad. I would just I, get rid of it and bring those resources to be like, Hey, offer affiliates, like continued education. Well, and- that's what they need. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah, you have me who's investing all this money into being better. And like, I am good. Like I'm not your worst affiliate. <laughs> it's like, it's frustrating as a, a affiliate owner who cares as much. And then you go to a bad affiliate with bad coaching because that's what hurts CrossFit overall. And that's where people get hurt. And that's where our name is hurt. Yeah. And- you were on that podcast with that guy who said like he tried CrossFit once and he didn't like the place he went yeah, to. So right. he's like, I fucking exactly. hate CrossFit now. Perfect. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. He was overweight. He, the guy had him come in, do too much volume, too much quickly. And he got hurt. Of course he got hurt. And I said, Freddie, no shit. Like, of course you're going to get hurt. It's the right. same conversation when I talk to someone and they're like, I crossfitted before and I got hurt. I was like, well, let's talk about it. Who did you crossfit with and why? When my members, I had probably about 10 to 12 members leave New York this month, this year in 2022. 
leave New York, move with their families. Okay. Every single one of them, I had a conversation with what box they should go to when they left. Wow. Because I did not want them to go somewhere and not have the right staff. Or I gave them the guidance. Go look at the about us on the coach files. If they don't have an L2 and their affiliate owner only has their L1, do not go there. Bottom line. Wow. 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 Hey, why, why were, this is off subject, but why, why are people leaving uh, New York? Why are people, why did you have so many members move out? Why do you think? Politics? Yeah. 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 One, Mass- only one was where, not political that I'm aware of. Oh, and where did they go? Do you know? Where, Arizona, Arizona, Florida, Florida, Idaho? Florida, Colorado. Uh, one was just upstate New York. Um, a lot of Florida. Some are going, two are going to South Carolina soon. Uh, Texas. Who else was there? There were a lot. There were a lot of people. I got one guy that got deployed. Um, a lot of people left the last year. And the guy that's deployed, so you know, I give him free access to my programming. You're a good dude. And he nice. works and he works out at the affiliate and he sends me messages and he makes me so damn proud. <laughs> and he good. probably gives and he probably shares the programming. So you're helping more people than you know. Yeah. And he wears my shirt and he's so proud of everything and he's the greatest human. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, there's a box in our area where people always get injured. It makes me very upset because it gives CrossFit a bad name. Yeah, and that's where Ackerman and Fern and Marcus don't get enough credit because if you don't, if if you're if you go to an affiliate and they don't know who Ackerman is or they don't know who you are or they don't know who anybody is, like that to me is like a red flag because they generally just don't give a shit about where we're going and like what we have going for us. <laughs> Like, Me- meaning that they're not I, I i i wouldn't say me but but if you don't know who ackerman is then that basically means you're you're not in the continued education space you you're not you don't care yeah you don't you don't care enough to advance like your coaching or do what we need as a brand <laughs> you're not you're not looking at the resources that are available out there to make you better yeah by the way you come across like you really give a shit maybe as much as any affiliate owner we've ever had on here i mean i I'm care just too much that. yeah <laughs> Yeah. I almost, I almost, when I, when I saw that interview with, I, I, I know it's probably the premise of their show, but when I saw you with the European guy in Fern and the way they were talking to you, I was like, yo, like, I, I, I was like, not that they were talking down to you, but I was like, yo, step, she knows what she's fucking doing guys. Chill. But I know that's also their job. You go to them to get a direction. Yeah. But like, part well, of me was like, like I, go, I go to Ackerman with problems, right? Like, I'll call right, him and be like, this right. happened. And he's like, and I'll literally send him a voice note. Like, I even stopped texting him and I just sent him a voice note. And I'm just like, and he said, he's like, dude, he's like, you have all the answers. He's like, stop bothering oh, me. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, because like, he's, he's great. Like, he's just trying to help me build my confidence and learn that I know it. But I'm also like, I overthink everything I do and I care about every little attribute. And every action I take, and I'm like, okay, I know this conversation is going to impact this person this way. This is what can happen. This, you know, I just, I, I overthink it and I care. <laughs> well, I appreciate, I appreciate having you on. Uh, I, I was actually thinking I, I, uh, I had, um, Dave, I, I tried something new last night with the podcast and I had Dave over to the house and well, he forced me to do it and, and he, and we didn't, it was a great show. And there was a lot of energy. And when I went to bed last night, I was like, oh, fuck, am I going to just crash tomorrow? Like the affiliate series is kind of, it can be, it can be hit or miss. And I was like, I got to make sure I bring my A game. And I'm so, I, and man, you brought your A game. And I really appreciate you having you on. This way exceeded my expectations after the high I was on last night. Well, thank so, you. so thank you. Yeah, you I'm are very nervous. <laughs> yeah, you are awesome. I, I, I've never told any affiliate owner this, and not because it's not true, but 
after having you on this series, like I would recommend anyone to your gym. I mean, I'd recommend them to any of the other gyms, but I've never thought it in my head and like, man, you are awesome. You, everything good that happens to you, you, you deserve, man. You you are a cool ass person. Listen, I, I, and this was part of the reason I wanted to talk to you so bad. It's because like, it's what Greg did for us. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, you know, like that's where I get so butthurt by the whole Greg thing because like, I wouldn't be where I am without that L1 handbook. <laughs> Like yeah. I'm living what he wants for every single person and, and what, not just what CrossFit has provided to me, but what best hour has provided to me and Ackerman has provided to me and what all of the work and hard work I put into this, like people can make money here. You know, when my coach tells me he wants to become an affiliate owner, I'm like, I look at my husband, I was like, that's an opportunity that other affiliate owners would be shitting their pants thinking he's going to take over their business. But I'm like, we can develop this kid to go do it on his own. Yeah. And that's the biggest one of them all. <laughs> Why aren't you afraid? Why aren't you? Why aren't you like fuck that? No, uh, that guy's gonna take my members. Why? Why aren't you afraid? Why? Why are you supportive and not afraid? Because the people that are with me are with me because of who I am and everything I believe in. Um, the people that I have gotten very good at firing members or firing people that aren't right for our community. Um, in the sense of there's enough people in the world to have multiple affiliates that people are going to mesh with me and other people are going to mesh with a different affiliate owner. And I understand that. So, and, and, and it sounds like you also said this, I'm reading through lines, but um, they're going to open the gym regardless if you support them or not. And at least if you support them, maybe hopefully you can make sure that they're good coaches in a good gym so that they don't hurt your business. Exactly. Like I have a, there's a gym five minutes up the road for me. Him and I talk often. We are, we are, we are two different people. I am, as they like to call it the mom and pop gym, which I don't really see it that way, but fine. Let's call it me the mom and pop gym. And they see themselves as the competitor gym and that's fine. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that, that being their angle because at the end of the day, like his demographic is perfect for him as an affiliate owner. And my demographic is perfect for me as an affiliate owner. And like, I'll text them and be like, FYI, this person just quit and they're coming to your gym. <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. It's hey, let me ask you this. People like from from are you're not coaching any classes right now, right? I coach. I coach. Oh. I just I just went back to coaching within the last few weeks. I coach about like three to six a week. Kind of. So in, in one of those interviews, you said that you were building the, the um one of the interviews that I saw you do. You said you were building the comp the company the gym, and that you hadn't been coaching much. Um, yeah. is that a, is that a mistake? Of not coaching. Yeah. Like should the owner all like, and, and if you're not coaching, how are you even staying engaged with the members? Cause it sounds like you still stay engaged with them, even if you're not coaching. Yeah. Because I'm still taking classes with them and I'm not, when I say I'm not coaching, oh. I mean I'm not an affiliate. It just means that I'm not heading the class. Like I'm there doing Instagram or I'm there doing just networking or taking class alongside them or co-coaching or whatever it is. Well, um, that's cool. You're taking classes with them. Always, always, always taking classes. Lately it's been a little bit more difficult, but they, understand what's happening behind the scenes so you're still there to say hi to people every person who walks in you're there to say bye you're there to talk to yeah, them about their new dog or their kids or you're still there in the engaging. Hospital, whatever it is I, I i like that's what i said we wear many hats and there's not enough to but there, i i chose to stop coaching the reason that was the thing was to take a step back and just focus on the business and that was something I didn't really want to do. And that me and Ackerman re-looked at that and we're like, well, then let's start coaching again. Like, I, I enjoy coaching more than anything. It's it's what keeps me going. And I know my members appreciate it when I coach a class because you just, you feel it, you know, you get that feeling and that's what keeps it lit, fire lit. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I hope I get to meet you in person someday. You're Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Uh, thanks Great for coming on. Yeah. Uh, please stay in contact. I'm very curious how that thing goes in uh, April with Denise Thomas. Uh, she's a, a powerhouse and got a great reputation. I'm curious. That's quite the investment you're making. I can't wait to see how that turns out for you. Yeah, I'll reach out to you after that for sure. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Stay safe. Always. Wow. For the most part. <laughs> Man, I really was tripping. I was like, "Oh God, I'm like, how am I, how am I going to keep that energy up from last night?" That was easy, super easy. She's great. I'm, you're all choppy today. Yeah, I don't know why. Am I? Do I look choppy to you? No, you guys look great. Oh. <laughs> hey, does he look? Does Does Caleb look choppy to you guys? Does the Beaver look choppy to you guys? Uh, Trish's eyebrows are perfection. You mean Caleb's eyebrows? What are you talking about? Uh, the tank talk always gets Sevy excited. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Just go straight to the legs wide open. Yes, there were other things that led to my quitting, but I just found out that one of their reasons for the shit they did was because I wasn't at their competition. Oh, he must have had a falling out with his affiliate. Uh, Kat Shear, the interviews, the interview looks uh, intriguing. Definitely going definitely to go back and listen. Elise Carridow. You're killing it, Trish. You Rodeo. ooze the passion. Thanks for your time. What? I think it's Rodeo. It's Rodeo. I think she corrected us one time. Rode- I did, she was. She's wrong. Oh, okay. She's wrong. Right. She's right. Rodeo. Rodeo would be uh, EO. Rodeo. CEO. Rodeo. Oh. Mm, right. Nice. 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 Oh, my shit's backwards. Oh. That's what's going on. I knew something was fucked up on this show. I knew something. Look at. I knew it. I knew it. I was tripping. I had flipped the camera so that when I talked to Dave yesterday and I looked that way, my head would actually be going that way. Did you see how my CEO was backwards? No, it was correct. You're talking about what? No, listen, listen, listen. Watch. Let me, I'm going to do this again. Watch. I'm going to go to settings, camera. Look at. Now is CEO backwards? No. Oh shit! For me, it is. Oh, maybe I can't do it mid-show. Oh, I'm tripping. Okay, well I'm going back to uh, settings and I'm flipping the camera back the other way. Heads up: if you have an overlay that covers a lot of the screen, you might cover yourself. I don't know what that means. Uh, Caleb is sleeping. I know. Yeah, his screen froze and his eyes are closed. Um, do you? Oh, Rade Radeo Radeo. Well, then tell her to change the spelling. Athena Perez, a uh, great show, guys. Trish, uh, see you this spring. Oh, I, at first I thought she was going to say she is this spring. Seven, seven. I quit my affiliate of 10 years. The new owners held it against me that I was on your podcast instead of volunteering at their. No, come on. Come on. Held, held what against you? Their boobs, a penis. What do you mean? Held what against you? Hopefully some boobs. Uh, yeah. It's always nice to have some boobs held against you. Clay Dupee. Awesome woman. Yeah, she was great. What a powerhouse. That's a good, that's a good place to go. I wonder how long she can keep that up, man. She's been doing it for a while. 
I know, but that that passion, man. She's uh, like she's here. She's. Uh, I, I'm guessing eventually it just becomes habitual, and that's just the way that you live your life. Um, I, I guess. But after I did that Daniel Brandon show, there were some comments saying, "Hey, Sevon, you really brought your A game," and I realized, oh shit, that means that I've kind of gotten complacent in sub shows. I'm not paying enough attention to bringing my A game. And I'm guessing that that can happen to an affiliate owner too. So like, I want like that's really haunted me since I saw that comment in a good way. Like, okay, I need to be really engaged. Sure. Right. And I was probably like had toned it down to like an eight point five for some of the guests. I, I mean, really fucked up the podcast the other day with that uh, cop. I was not. I was not myself. She kind of explained it a little bit though. She was just having like ups and downs. Like she may have that persona, but it. I mean, it also fluctuates day to day. It's like when her uh, landowner or whatever told her that she didn't want to sell or didn't want to give her the office and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure it just fluctuates day to day like that. Like she yelled at some of the people in there. I told you to get your fucking elbows up. <laughs> right. She's fire not perfect. Fire some members. She's not perfect, Sevon. Uh, I thought you were spastic mess for the Daniel Brandon interview. You needed to smoke that bag. Fuck off. I was fucking amazing. <laughs> Eat a dick. I thought that shit you, was hilarious. Yeah. You can't bring me down from that. That was, uh, that, thank you, Matt. I thank you. That Daniel Brandon interview. I was so, I, she's so great. She was, she's so great. Uh, they needed all hands on deck that day. They have no clue who Sevon is. Probably don't know who Dave or Greg are either. Well, I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you, uh, oh, then I had Athena on and that show I took a beating, a little spanking, a little, the, the, the little haircut, as they say, a little haircut. A little trim off the top. Yeah. A little, she gave me a little trim off the top. Um, our personality is simply based on the moment. Oh shit. It's so deep of you, Trish. Wow. I know. Uh, Eric Weiss, as much as owners engage with their clients, clients need to engage with the owners and see how they are doing so they can maintain their game. Well, yeah, I guess that's important, right? Because especially if you really care about your gym, you should, you need to nurture the owner back too. Thank you. I know that one was great. She brought, she brought her fucking a game, man. Hey, I told Susan after the show, that was the best Susan I ever clicked. Really? Yeah, it was great. I mean, not that we, not that there was, I, I'm never like, fuck this guy, but like, I was like. Every time he talked, I was like, thank you. Drinks four C4s in a day like Hiller. Well, you know, I've really cut back on my caffeine intake, and I actually was going to start blaming it on that. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to blame it on that. I'm just going to just try to, like, fake it a little more till I make it. Personal accountability. Do you think I came in too hot on this show? No. Okay. It was good. Because I was kind of like the energy it. too, so. Yeah. One of my buddies is at Disneyland today. Mm. I had a, a cousin who did went to Disney World for their like honeymoon slash uh, like New Year's birthday, whatever thing. I just like uh, just couldn't just can't just can't get on board with that. Going to Disneyland for your honeymoon? Yeah. Getting some like, mouse ears, eating frozen yogurt all day. So it's, for one, it's so stressful. Like, it's not. Try going there with kids. 
it literally, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it was just the two of them, but I just could not imagine like that. Just no thanks. Dude, I spent a fucking thousand bucks and went on five fucking rides. And like, like one that's of the it? rides was like a teacup ride or something. You know what I mean? Like, God. Yeah. But my yeah. kids had fun and that was really cool. And now they can check it off their list. And they I don't mean, notice any of the bad shit like I notice. They don't yeah. notice any of the. They don't we went to Universal Studios one time. Yeah, that's expensive, but that's cool. Holy shit. The, uh, like that's on so the expensive. price board, like they have yeah. payment plans. I was like, if you're going to go into debt to go to the Universal Studios, you need to rethink your life. Like, hey, swipe your credit card. It's $189 to get in. We'll charge you three and three monthly installments. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a year long installment, oh. like 20 bucks a month. That's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And what's crazy is like you can't like if you just get the the normal ticket, you only go to like part of this park. So you have to get an additional ticket to go to like all the rides, but you can't get that ticket by itself. You have to get both of them. I'm looking. Oh shit, yeah. Universal Studios, you can make a down payment. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, I was there one time with my kids. Uh, just it, like you don't have to walk in like you, they, they have like that mall that just sells all garbage there in front. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it's probably like a quarter of a mile long. It's just this strip of just stores and Starbucks and goofy, just all the stores that sell kids sh- crap to your kids. And my kids were running around and they're jumping on shit and running in there. I made a post about it in my old Instagram account and security came up to us and says, hey, your kids can't be playing like that here. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, there was there was no one there. We got there. We were at the hotel right next door and we just went there early. And they're like, they can't be running around and jumping there. And it was like these concrete steps and benches that they were running up and jumping. I'm like, okay, well, where is the place that kids can play? They're like, we don't have a place where kids can play. Huh? I'm like, your Universal Studios is just a family-friendly place? He goes, yeah. And I go, but you don't have a place where kids can play and jump from stuff and climb on stuff? They go, nope, we don't have that here. And I was like, bingo. Like, at that point, I knew... Okay, that like these places are just what they don't have anything. Yeah, at least Disneyland does have that. Disneyland does have like this island you can go on with a boat, and the kids can just fucking yeah parks and like yeah sand pits and shit like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, City Walk. Yes, Christine. Yes, City Walk. Dang, that's terrible. Yeah, I boring. It's like, dude, you just spent like probably a couple grand trying to get in there and you're telling me my kids can't run up and down the sidewalk and climb on the concrete steps. I, I think this, yeah, right. No, no jumping. Uh, vindicate. Do you need, no, he doesn't need attorney. It's not a big deal at all. Listen, that thing is just nothing. Someone fucking tattled on him. That's I, so let me tell you what happens when you work it. Let me just show you guys something really quick. Can you go to Amazon, uh, Caleb? Mm-hmm. Kelly's going to go to Amazon and he's going to type in the word uh, CrossFit. And I'm going to show you, we're going to find someone who's breaking the law, like really breaking the law. Like it's going to be someone who's selling something like a bar or some grips or some shit like that. Okay. So uh, go slow. So go back up to the top. Top. Um, oh, I found one. I found one already. Go back down. Sorry. Right there. That black one. Okay. So that company right there is breaking the law. Gymnat, uh, with the over one more. Uh, gymnastic grips, uh, gloves for CrossFit. So that person can't say that. That's illegal. They're you. Oh, cracking the CrossFit open. Uh, I don't know if they can do that. That's interesting. I don't think they can do that either. 
That's it. I've never seen that book. Go back to that book. Let me see that book. Maybe that's someone we should have on the air. Oliver Norris and Christina Roth. No shit. You guys have a cracking the open. 257 reviews. Anyway, you can't do that. And so, but but you can find this all over Amazon. So what I used to do when I would run across these, I would report these to the general counsel at CrossFit, Marshall Brennan or Dale Saran or whoever it was. And then they have out, outsourced to, look, there's another one. Yeah, they're all over here. There's people just doing illegal shit. And so uh, someone obviously didn't like what Travis was doing and reported them. It's the same thing with... Uh, with the, they got some asshole over there. I have to assume they also they work at CrossFit Inc. Who keeps reporting my show? Yeah, we, I don't think they realize how true that is. There's a. I don't think, and so some like they don't they they. But once someone reports it to the council, the council then reaches out to this outside a uh, legal firm that they have a contract with that's in charge of sending out all the cease and desists. And to tell you the truth, CrossFit probably won't even do anything. But they're going to send them to the DOD because we have a CrossFit tent and it's labeled CrossFit tent. It's not affiliated. <laughs> that would be stupid if they did that. Um, uh, the thing is, is they have to do it in, in CrossFit's defense. They have to do it because you can't let there be on record that you're not defending the trademark or else you have a chance of losing the trademark. Get it? You guys understand? Do you think that they're giving out <clears throat> anywhere from five to a hundred a day? I mean, mostly that legal team is probably mostly preoccupied with telling gyms in Mexico just to pull down the word CrossFit, you know. And but I mean, I'm not joking either. But I remember seeing that; it was hilarious. It was just like cross dash fit. Yeah, that shit's happening all over the world. So a massive billboard. So the, the vindicate thing, it's like, hey, someone reported you. And that, that's just the way it fucking is. And they have no choice. They have to send the cease and desist because if they don't, then there's evidence that they're not protecting the trademark. And that is really bad for CrossFit. That 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 is a, a, a battle that um, will at some point will become. If they yeah, anyway, it was a con, it was a constant issue over at uh, HQ when I was there. So, so don't, don't worry. Just don't worry about it. Just nothing. They just had, they have to do it. They're, 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 you would do the same thing if someone's, if someone was using your shit and you had to follow the rules too. I don't think CrossFit per se is, is like worried about it. They're worried about the fact of the precedent it sets. Make sense? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, tomorrow morning. Wow, tomorrow morning's gonna be a run. You guys ready for this crazy shit tomorrow? The great James Sprague speaking about energy. Then Sam Dancer. Then Rich Froning. Uh what food will I never eat? I can't think of anything. Turkey sausage. I'd eat it in a pinch. I don't know. I don't think I could. I'd have to be in a real pinch to be a cannibal. Yeah, thank you. Ass. I'd eat ass. 
I'm sure I have like pig ass or something. Isn't that like, don't we eat the back? Isn't that where the bacon is or something? Yeah, I think sure. Ham hocks. So Sevon is the OG snitch. Yeah, I guess, I guess you could say that. But when I was on the mothership, I want to protect that shit. Uh, fuck me. Oh, wow. Heidi's on a roll. Fuck Mary Kill, Sprague Dancer Frony. We won't even. Okay. Uh, guys, we will see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Uh, the shows are going to really start piling up. Uh, we got John Young and Brian Friend coming on next week to do two days of reviews. We have shitloads of athletes coming in. Uh, I am excited. I think I just saw we signed Paige Powers up for a full length interview. Of, uh, I'm pretty impressed by that uh, young lady and uh, other people as well. I thought we were going to get Roman, but we had a small hiccup, so we'll have to postpone that until he learns 12 more words of English. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Love the show, Sevi and Caleb. Can't wait for tomorrow. Peace and love, mad dudes. Thank you, Jethro. Bye-bye.